0: Welcome to The Blender. I am Gino, your host, and I am welcoming back my friend and returning guest, Mr. Joseph Jordan, to discuss all things aliens. Joe is a 27 year member of the Mutual UFO Network, the world's oldest, largest, and all volunteer, not for profit, civilian, secular UFO investigation and research organization. He is currently the MUFON National Director for South Korea the State Section Director for Brevard County, Florida, a MUFON Rapid Deployment, Star Team member, and a member of the MUFON Inner Circle. By profession, Joe is a professional for Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin, Rocket Manufacturing Facility in Merritt Island, Florida, adjacent to the Kennedy Space Center. He is a born-again Bible-believing Christian and the head of CE4 Research Group, an investigative research group that studies the so-called alien abduction phenomenon, from a christian perspective the research findings of ce4 research group the most powerful evidence in the world today of the true nature of the entities behind the so-called alien abduction experience have been published in over 37 different authored books in the past two decades he recently released his new book piercing the cosmic veil you shall not be afraid of the terror by night where the published findings of the 20 plus years of ce4 research group lean toward a more likelihood of the visitors being of an interdimensional or spiritual nature, rather than an extraterrestrial biological entity. Please help me welcome back, Mr. Joseph Jordan. Hey guys, welcome to the Blender. And I know some of you are probably like, well, wait a minute. Where's Michael? Where's CPN? Where is he? Don't worry. Fear not. Michael will be joining us hopefully a little later. He had a birthday party to go to, so... Joseph Jordan, welcome back to The Blender, my friend. It is always exciting to have you on the show. How are you? I'm
1: good. Thank you for having me on. Um, just a little, let listeners know you've got a little bit of change in the, the intro there. Um, I was the international, the national director for South Korea, um, but I've relinquished that title for MUFON. Um, there's a Korean national that I worked with that... Uh, I helped get trained up and now he's taken over for the country of Korea for MUFON. But I've been given the Philippines as a place to take over for national director. I have a home there uh, with my wife um, that we purchased while we were living in Korea. So I've got connections there, I've got family there, um, and we'll see what we can do with the Philippines for MUFON, keeping an eye on on the skies there.
0: Excellent. Yeah, you know, uh, we had a guest on, Matthew Raynard. He uh, owns a company that, that it's called Content Safe and what they do is they monitor channels you, you pay them a fee and they monitor your channel make sure you don't get canceled and all that stuff and uh, they also promote your channel and things like that and he came on great guy lives in the Philippines he's lived there for 30 plus years him and his wife wow. and uh, yeah great guy we had a great time with him and he he's actually gotten me uh, quite a few guests that I, I think I'm gonna be talking to in the future but you you would love him he's a great guy maybe you guys are neighbors who knows who knows, <laughs> who knows? well Joe um, man I've been looking forward to this for weeks um, you know I was I gosh we were so we went a month without doing a show because michael had all kinds of things going on and then i got tied up with some of my other stuff and I, it was just like man we got to get joe back we got to get joe back i love love talking about this and i it was funny because me and michael always joke about the racist aliens and uh <laughs> I just think that's the great i actually made a tiktok video and it, people really liked that i thought it was pretty funny uh so let's get into it um you know, I, I went ahead, we went ahead and read the bio there, but is there anything else other than the Philippines you wanted to add to that? Is there anything else kind of new? No, that's, that's, that's,
1: so. that's the major change. And, uh, you know, it, hopefully, you know, this will reach out to some people there and, you know, maybe it'll give me some contacts and uh, see what kind of activities going on.
0: Right. Well, uh, we, as the title suggests, we are going to talk all things alien, and we use that in quotes because we, as born again Christians, do not believe these are extraterrestrial beings. They are interdimensional beings. Uh, they are not coming from you know some galactic universe, galactic uh, solar system outside of ours, and in traveling billions of light years. Uh, they are interdimensional being, spiritual beings. And if you've watched any of the other the prior two shows that we've had Joe on, we talk extensively about this and. Uh, Joe is the foremost expert on this. Uh, You know what, Joe, let's go really quickly back before you became a Christian, because I think that's such an interesting story. And I think that's important to the whole uh, narrative that we're going to be pushing here as Christians, because you didn't believe in Jesus at the time.
1: No, I didn't. When I first was introduced to the whole UFO phenomenon, um, because I wasn't a follower of all of this. I mean, I was a science fiction nut you know, but I wasn't a follower or understanding or paying any attention to the UFO phenomenon at the time. Um, And this was 92 that I was introduced to it. Um, I was an agnostic humanist. I didn't, I didn't, didn't believe in God. I pretty much was believing everything that, you know, the world was telling us, you know, about how life came about. We evolved and, you know, we're, pretty much just animals, just more advanced than the rest of them that have evolved on our planet, which also led me to understand that, yes, there was plenty of possibilities for life out there. Um, That was my thinking. That's why I love science fiction so much, because science fiction writers were taking advantage of that thinking and writing their stories on, well, what would it be like if we were to, you know, visiting through these other planets and galaxies and what would life be like. And, you know, they were using their imaginations to create their books for us to read, to enjoy as fantasy, to enjoy as escapism, which that's what I believed all of this was. But that first book just turned me around when I, I picked it up and I thought, all right, a science fiction book, but it wasn't, you know, it was science research. And uh, that's what brought me down the rabbit hole in ufology, is the lines got blurred between reality and fiction. And I still think it is for a lot of people.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, those lines can get blurred really, really quickly. (laughs) Um, You know, I know, like, when I first... I was always fascinated by the UFO phenomena. And I mean, as a kid, I remember I just, oh, if I could just see one, if I could just see one, you know, and, and even if I could just interact with one of these beings, you know, and I think there is this underlying desire in human beings to touch the supernatural, to understand the supernatural and, and, and delve into that realm, you know, and, but the Bible makes it very clear that we are not to delve into that realm and to avoid it and and to rebuke it.
1: But I did dive into that realm, because as I entered into the UFO phenomenon as a researcher and decided to take on the research myself, uh, educate myself on how to do investigations, working with the Mutual UFO Network, uh, establishing a group locally that I could get people to, you know, to come to the meetings and, and, and meet people that have these stories of, you know, fantastic sightings or, Later, I found out abductions. Uh, I wasn't expecting that one at all. You know, I didn't hear about abductions so until after I got into this. Um, but as I listened to those stories, that's where I, I came connected with something that was of a spiritual nature, which triggered something in me. Like I, it's like once I realized that there was something that was available spiritually. It's like it, it triggered something in me where I recognized the need or the want for that. Hmm. And that combination at that time with the abductees, because the abductees were looking at the New Age metaphysical realm um, for hope, because the Christian church wasn't offering any hope you know, for these people and what they had been going through but these people were traumatized and they wanted these experiences to stop um, in any way that they could. And I think the new age metaphysical realm was taking advantage of them um, monetarily, you know, Mm -hmm. especially monetarily because they had all different ideas that they were coming up with to try and help these experiencers, but because it was connected to the UFO phenomenon and as an honest objective researcher, I had to try and understand what was that connection mm-hmm. why were they why were they grasping at that type of help you know um and not something more along the lines of psychology or psychiatry you know i I kind of found out later that you know everybody thought this was um, these people were you know well. I guess the best way to say it is nobody really knew how to handle it. You know, uh, they either turned them away or ridiculed them or, uh, said, this is not what you think it is. And left it at that, you know, at best on the secular side, not the new age side, but the the secular side that at the most, they could get into a group therapy, which, you know, I don't see much help Mm -hmm. at all with abductees in the group therapy sessions. Because all they are is sitting around and, you know, being miserable together. (laughs) Well, I don't want to do that if I was one of these people. You know, I want to get the misery to go away. Um, But that connection with the new age is what brought me into a spirituality. And I spent about four years into that, researching it. And it made so much sense listening to the people that were pushing it. Uh, those agendas in there and the teachings in there uh, it, they seem to be answering questions that I didn't get from people in the church when I grew up in the church as a, as a youth uh, even to the point to where it made so much sense that I even was out trying to proselytize the new age to Christians that didn't understand what they believed either uh, not fully and it was kind of be easy to win them over to the new age thinking you know uh, because they weren't grounded in god's word but after that four years stint um you know the the fun wore off the education wore off and uh i was primed to hear the gospel message um uh, for the first time in a way that i could receive it mm. and god knew that and put a person in my life at that time that uh, was able to share it with me. And then I realized that, you know what? That's the protection that I want. And then when I, through the research that furthered from there, as a Christian looking at this phenomenon, now from a third perspective, um, all the answers fell in place for for me to be able to share with these people a hope that they had never had before. And that's what I've been doing for 30 years now with uh, CE4 research is taking what's worked with these people that have been able to get their lives back from this horrible experience that's, you know, that was running in their life. Um, to be able to take those testimonies that that's worked for people and share it with the rest of the community that's still looking for hope um, and show them that there is a definite hope that that they can grasp and does work and they can put this phenomenon behind them
0: yeah you know um it's funny because it's right in front of us all through the gospels they're casting Mm. out demons and you can just overlook that and think okay well maybe that was just for their time right for their era but it's this is an ongoing problem i mean i look at at the demonic realm the spiritual realm as pests you know, like gnats, mosquitoes, like you you just gotta keep swatting them and getting them away. You know, if you're protecting the blood of Jesus and you're you're born again and saved, you have authority. You have authority that uh you know, I I was just talking to my daughter about this the other day. Um and and if you understand that authority, we exercise that authority and these things have to stop. And it's a shame that the UFO community at large has not addressed your work. I, I know they and there's reasons we know why they shun your work, and most of it is monetary. <laughs> Monet- you know, they look, they're, they write books, they put out films, documentaries, um, all these things, and they know that there is a deep fascination with the general public to watch these things, sure. and 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 to believe them. I mean, is Ancient Aliens still on? If it is, I don't know how that show is. is. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't. (laughs) I I watched it the first couple of seasons because I thought it was entertaining. It it wasn't because I thought I was learning anything. It was just entertaining and I kind of (laughs) laughed about it. But I, I was shocked how many people actually adopted that as their religion. This theory, um, and you know what? Actually, that's a great segue. I didn't mean to go into it right now, but um, <laughs> let's, let's look at the, I, I pulled this up. Um, this is the ancient astronaut or ancient alien theory. It says uh, it refers to a pseudo scientific hypothesis, which holds that intelligent extraterrestrial beings visited Earth and made contact with humans in antiquity and prehistoric times. Proponents suggest that this contact influenced the development of modern cultures, technologies, religions, and human biology. A common position is that deities from most, if not all, religions are extraterrestrial in origin, and that advanced technologies brought to Earth by ancient astronauts were interpreted as evidence of divine status by early humans. Joe, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say you probably don't adhere to that theory.
1: (laughs) It's a half-truth, if that. Maybe a third truth.
0: Sure. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Um, oh man, this one is uh, every time I, I get into this, it's definitely a can of worms. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but let's go there. So, where did all this come from? Where did ancient aliens come from? The whole concept, um, uh, let's start there. So, the description of what you read there is just with the change of a few words would fit probably um, the Wikipedia definition for the hermetic theory, okay? where the hermetic theory, which talks about the idea um, that's been in, that had been in place for a long time, from the probably late 1700s early 1800s um I'm not sure how long it lasted probably up until you know the the our 60s 1960s or late 50s I guess because times were changing by then but the idea with the Hermetic Theory if people aren't familiar with it you can look it up is the rulers of the world at that time Um, If you know your history lessons, you know, Spain ruled the world for a while, they were the big explorers and then the English after that, you know, they defeated Spain and they were the ones out doing all the archaeology digs and everything. Well, these English people thought themselves pretty proud people, Um, especially if they were wealthy, they were definitely proud white folks from you know, from England. Uh, White Anglo-Saxon Protestants, you know. in I guess they were pretty much racist in their thinking because as they went out and uncovered these incredible digs and archaeology, the only way they could answer for it because when they looked around and looked at where they were located, and the indigenous people that were living there, they, they thought there's no way these people could have built this. So the only way they could understand that and make their minds at peace with this is there must have been white people that had been through that area at an earlier time, and these are leftover remnants from them. Hmm. That's the Hamitic theory. So now you move up to end of World War II. You've got this young Eric von Dynakin. I think he was about 17 at the end of World War II. He's from Austria. Um, they were under Nazi rule, so he kind of... I'm sure he knew the thinking of the Nazis. Uh, He became interested in archaeology, and eventually, by the late 50s, early 60s, mid-60s at least, he's ready to publish some findings in a book himself, you know, get himself out there,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, get a book out. And, you know, Chariots of the the Gods. gods.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I read that. I remember reading that.
1: A lot of us were, you know, we studied that in high Mm -hmm. school, in humanities class. You know, um, hmm. but at the time, I'm sure he was well aware of the mythdic theory because it was well it was well known among archaeologists that thinking. but he knew that times were changing, and he knew that he couldn't come out and say that you know, this lesser races. Even using the idea of lesser races, uh, was racist. And he couldn't come out and say this and hopefully get his book to be a bestseller. So the concept was taken to, let's say that no Amer- no human race built up. That it came from up there, these ancient astronauts. This whole Gods from what we believe to be gods were actually ancient astronauts that came and visited, and they built this stuff. so now he can publish what his thinkings are. Um, it's a new concept, and it doesn't smack of racism
2: mm-hmm.
1: Great idea- mm-hmm. We still have it today. It's called Ancient Aliens. The TV show that people love to watch. They're putting the whole idea that there were ancients. Somebody else came down and built this stuff. Humans built this stuff. Just because we don't have an answer for how they built it doesn't mean it's somebody extraordinary else is the answer. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't do that, you know. People want to jump to the science fiction answer first, instead of using the science answer. You know, there's a lot of ideas between amongst real good archaeologists um, that they won't show on ancient aliens. Hmm. Actually, uh, some some peers of mine that I've uh, worked with over the years, they actually put together a fascinating YouTube video. It's about three hours long, called "Ancient Aliens Debunked." and uh, it was taken off for a while but it's back up and it's got millions of hits and they'll take you through bit by bit and show you how that the these guys on that show are, are just doing this uh, to make themselves known to make money to make you know money for the 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 show that's you know hmm. needs to sell products you know the whole thing is about money okay What's really interesting is that to step back and look at this and to think that this whole concept is based on racism, the whole concept Mm -hmm. of the ancient alien show goes back to, we, we really still believe the Hermetic theory. We just can't say that anymore. So they, they, they substituted and said aliens did it (laughs) that in turn with what my research has shown um which is we talked about this before i call them the red flags of ufology and if you can show people enough of the red flags they're going to question what they truly believe or think they believe about this phenomenon you have to you know but it's the red flags that a lot of people don't want you to bring up
2: Mm -hmm.
1: one of the red flags is before i went to korea 11 years ago i took for granted what the researchers were saying when they said this is a worldwide phenomenon okay i believe that we got reports from all over the world but as i went to other parts of the world and started questioning myself I realize that this is not a worldwide phenomenon in the sense as we know it here in America. If you look at the MUFON statistics that come in every month for sighting reports, it lists by first by country, all the reports that came in, and then by state. And then it gets even more in-depth and it runs a query on uh, what these things look like shapes and sizes and all that distance and everything else, you know, for us to be able to use in our research. Well, there's only a handful of countries that are actually highly involved in this phenomenon. And it's, you know, I can't, I can say that it's not because they're not reporting it. I can tell you that it's, they're not being seen okay they're not it's not something that's being ignored it's just it's not part of that culture the culture that this is this phenomenon is belongs to is a westernized modernized christianized country culture so you're talking about the u.s primary followed by europe and australia okay those are your probably your bigger hitters u.s leading the way so this is not a worldwide equally spread out event in any way (laughs) there are countries that have nothing reported from even when i was in korea there weren't more than 20 reports over 20 years okay when i was there and i talked to the people and they just it wasn't something that they were looking at at all, you know. So my question was, why is it like that, okay? Why is it that there are no people of color involved in this phenomenon? If you look at the abductions, it's, it's, it's so minimal, mm-hmm. you know. you got to question, why is that? That's, that's a red flag that comes up. It doesn't match everything else that you see in society. It's not e- equally matching the the scale of color to white people in America or in Europe or in any other country. You know, this is everything pointing to something that's dealing with racism. And not just that, but If you look at the entities' descriptions themselves, who's the bad guys in all of this? The grays or the ugly reptilians? Who's the good guys? The The, ones uh, they call the Nordics.
0: The Nordics, yeah. The tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. (laughs) White. White.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, so, excuse me, if this isn't racist, I don't know what is. So you know that's a major red flag to me Mm -hmm. you know what did i get into here is this some kind of you know good old boys club (laughs) right you You have to question this but people aren't questioning it i don't know you know if they're afraid to or they're just so caught up in the you know the excitement about talking about something that to me is Mm sci-fi but it's not actually sci-fi either um, we know that something is being seen. We've got the results from it, from tracking it, from videoing it, from testimonial experience. I mean, it's not sci-fi. It's real life. It's happening to people in real life. But it, it it's, it's geared toward a certain group, and that has to be questioned. You know, if you're supporting this ancient aliens thing, please reconsider what you're doing. You know, please look at the other things that are out there that uh, have been put in place to show you that unless you just like the entertainment, which, you know, sorry to say it's halfway decent, you know, uh, (laughs) if you just take it for entertainment, but look at the other side of the coin. Look at what real archaeologists are saying, you know, not just these guys that are, you know, the, the talking heads on the show you know keep in mind this is a show it's it's there for entertainment it's there to make money these guys are doing um alien cons all over the country i can't tell you how much money that must bring mm-hmm. in you know they're doing one out in california right now uh where these guys all show up it, it's a circus it's a traveling ufo circus it's the same thing that i've been seeing for 30 years in the ufo realm you know um a bunch of talking head, researcher, white guys, they get up there and they travel in a circuit from conference to conference to conference, you know, and do you get anything new? Not really, you know, it's changed a little bit and they they sensationalize it when it does, but, you know, they've all been relying on the same thing to happen called
0: disclosure Mm
1: -hmm. and and that just keeps dragging on and on and on and (laughs) on and on on, you know i don't think there's ever gonna be any the
0: truth although their argument would be that we've already had soft disclosure right that it's it's been slowly trickled out in the media and all that uh by the way uh, michael has joined us michael how are you buddy
3: i'm good i'm glad i could make it
0: yeah yeah. happy to see you brother
3: yeah (laughs) I was uh, speaking of ancient aliens. My favorite line in ancient aliens is when they say, uh, such and such, could this be true? Yeah. Ancient alien theorists say yes, they never say no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And they say that like probably 10 times a show, too. That's the funny thing. Oh, know, yeah, that narrator i gotta say the narrator they have on he also does oak island um and in some other history channel he's a great narrator he's got a great voice for it but it is that that—that's that inflection that you're talking about where it's like it's all it's highly suggestive that yes we need to believe this follow this narrative right <laughs> it's just funny you know joe the the racist aliens and, and racist good old boys club i think that's funny because i would say you know look until you brought that up, I think it was on our last show, maybe the one prior. Um, I had never looked at it from that angle, and I know Michael never did either. But when you when you said it, and the and the way you just laid it out and presented it, it makes total sense. Like, and and normally in society, I would say the whole race thing is over. You know, they overdo it, trying to divide us and all this stuff. But this is glaring. I mean, this really is yes. kind of a racist it is. thing. Yeah,
1: and it's not something. I saw it right away when I got involved in the UFO phenomenon because, you know, they, they pushed the Betty and Barney Hill theory um, as the big representative for abductions and it being a mixed marriage, you know, a black and white couple. And, and they use that as a prime example of, their, you know, the whole thing having equality amongst who these, these beings choose to take that's misrepresentation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because as I went to conferences, um, as I got involved in, you know, other groups, rarely did I see a person of color involved. Um, there was always that maybe, you know, one tenth of 1% person that would show up, you know, that, that gained an interest, but, you know, inside their own culture and community, they're probably an outcast, you know, because, the, the the being involved in this and involved in the new age, which is in part of the UFO phenomenon in every aspect, go to a UFO conference, you'll see. <laughs> um, all the vendor areas are full of tarot card readers and past life regressionists and selling everything under the sun that can treat everything that's yeah, that, yeah. Uh, so that's not part of the black culture. That's not part of the, you know, the 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 cultures of color. That's something that came about under the white white people in America from the hippie generation back then. You know, it when it what we're seeing are the old hippies anyway. Uh, I know I was there. I was part of all that. Um, so that I had to ask the question, you know, and and who am I going to ask? If the whole thing is is white people in the phenomenon, and I need to find out how come black people aren't involved, who am I going to ask, mm-hmm. you know? I got to go talk to black people. So as a researcher, I said, well, if I'm going to get answers, I'm going to have to go do this. So I did. I talked to people that I work with. I talked to people that uh, were, you know, I wanted to get a, a A different view from different group of the black community so i I had talked to a couple black pastors um i had talked to you know some gangbangers that i knew uh (laughs) and i talked to some really racist black people you know that really didn't like white people so i tried to make it a mix to try to get an answer of, of that i could look at here and as i asked the question you know what do you know about the UFO phenomenon? And if you know anything, what do you think about it? And how come they don't take black people? Oh, man, the answers I got were just fantastic. And they knew about it. It's on TV. They, they see these things. They see these stories. And they said, the basic, the answer, what I got from almost all of them, uh was about the same maybe in a different vocabulary depending on who I was talking to <laughs> but it was do you understand our history and i said yes i do i understand that you know that um blacks didn't originate in america they were captured as slaves in africa and brought here and used as you know in horrible conditions and it you know it took a long time to to get your freedom to be able to become members of our society. And you've still gone through persecution. Uh, and I think that persecution is still going on. And they said, okay, you know our history. And you're asking me a question about, do I want to be involved with more of that from somebody else outside of this planet? Are you crazy? Those are the answers I got. That's why they're not involved in it. They don't want any part of this. They don't want a part of the bad juju that comes with abductions. Heck no. They're already dealing with you know stuff from us in society. Why add to this? So that brings up a red flag. Is it that easy not to get abducted?
0: Hmm. Yeah, how are they avoiding it? If this is such a mass uh epidemic of of an alien invasion and people being nabbed from their beds at night how how is it that they're avoiding it do they have like mosquito repellent on or something or you know
1: <laughs> they what's... didn't open up to it mm-hmm. those go back to my findings everybody fits into one of three categories of why this happened to them one you asked for it sorry to say I did that And then, two, you're either, or you're unknowingly dabbling in things that you're not supposed to, which opens you up to this type of experience from these beings, which we believe as Christians to be demonic spiritual beings. In other words, you've given them free reign to say, hey, what you got? I'm looking at everything crazy. Show me something crazy. Okay, but you're unknowingly doing that. You didn't speak it out, but because you're dabbling in tarot cards, because you're doing horoscopes, because you're getting past life regression readings, uh, because you're collecting crystals and you're doing meditation and all of that stuff, that's opening the doors. Okay, and you may not have known it was connected to all of this. But these are all the things that God said, don't do in his word. And if you're doing these things, you're allowing this to happen to you. The third one is because your parents allowed it to happen to you. Because they didn't keep the spiritual covering that they should have had over the family. And because of what they were dabbling in it fell to you also because there was no spiritual covering from God and you became susceptible to the enemy's wiles, just as much as they were. And sad to say, you know, this is a situation in society, especially in American society. You know, if you're a Christian, you, you should know this. And if you're a Christian, God says that the man is the spiritual head of the household. Christ is your spiritual head if you're the father. If you're not keeping that spiritual covering over your family, shame on you. Mm -hmm. If you're not a Christian, I just shared with something that you need to know about. You want protection for your family? It's your responsibility until they're they're of age of consent. not just consent but age of discernment you're the one protecting that house from the enemy because keep in mind the bible's about two things i look at the bible as a book of war constant war from beginning to end but god tells us how it's going to end okay he's already seen the beginning and the end he is the beginning and the end so he's telling us about this split in his family, these spiritual entities that split from him, these spiritual beings, and they've been warring against humans, the other part of the creation, since they split. Because they wanted to be like God. And they're doing everything they can by messing with us so that they can say, see that God? He ain't. He's not, you're not so big. See how he says he believes you but he really doesn't look at his actions okay that's what they're trying to show god is he's not as big as he thinks he is these humans are weak okay so this war is be this whole book is about that war it's evidence of that war but it also shows us how to fight that war as believers in jesus christ it shows us how to defeat the enemy in these skirmishes that are going on up until the end time. It shows us how to deal with the enemy that's coming against us in our life on a regular basis and our family and our friends and everybody around us. But on the other hand, that same book of war is a book of love, love of a creator for his creation. And we are his created beings us and the angelic realm. We're all that same family, God's family. And man separated himself from his walk with God in the beginning of this love story. And the rest of the book is about God bridging that relationship back, giving us an avenue to where we can come back to him and walk with him. And that's done through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He he gave us a way to come back into the fold. Okay? And it's done by free will. So that book is two things. And that's something that I you know, I want people to understand because we have that choice. And this is what this whole thing has come down to is that choice. You know, do we choose to follow God? Or do we choose to follow the wiles of the devil? You follow the wiles of the devil, you end up in these type of predicaments and situations that these people are going through. And it's not just here. The enemy's after us in so many different ways to destroy us. But keep in mind something else I found in looking at all of this, stepping back a bit. I don't believe the enemy has the the right to outright kill us i don't see that in every aspect that i see it's the enemy getting us to kill ourselves or each other the enemy doesn't kill us we kill ourselves and each other i just sat with a you know talk uh, listening on the phone talking to a gal today in her testimony uh, former experiencer, come to Jesus, was able to put these horrible experiences and situations that came up in her life behind her. But there it was in her story, and I see this over and over and over, where people are telling me that they were brought to the point of sitting on the edge of the bed with a gun in their mouth. They were ready to take their lives because the enemy had made it so horrible. OK, not because the enemy did it themselves, because these people allowed these situations to happen. And it wasn't until they, until they took their free will and opportunity to choose Jesus and get the authority to put them in their place where they able to get help. But over and over, I see these abductees where in their testimonies. They were driven to the point of suicide. That's not the enemy taking your life. That's you taking your own life. Okay? We go to war against countries for reasons, who knows what, that we're driven to follow. That's not God's plan. That's the enemy's plan. Okay? We don't, we don't we're not fighting religious wars for God. We People use that against us as Christians, as a fallacy for us being Christians, but keep in mind, they're, they're taking it out of context. They're saying, you know, that look at what the Christians did during the Crusades. They wiped out all the people. Well, keep in mind that they're not the same Christians as you and I. Mm-hmm. OK, those were paid Christians by the king and the, the church belonged to the state back then. OK, and they were going after property and money and everything else from these other areas. That's not the same as Christians today. I don't see Christians out there doing any kind of country takeovers or starting wars or anything like that. Okay. That was the, that was the church of England, the church of Spain, whatever it was. But they were under the state's rule at the time. You know, and, and that's totally different from Christians of today. So when people throw that out there, look what you did during the Crusades. Excuse me, that wasn't me. You need to look at my walk. You need to look at us today. That wasn't us. And you need to put them straight on that. Because all they're doing is listening to what somebody else told them. And that's what sticks. You know, Same thing in ufology. Most of the stuff that people know about ufology is what somebody else, blah, 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 and they picked up on it. They don't really do the research any more than flipping through a couple pages on YouTube or Facebook. No spend the 30 years like I did and talk to these people one-on-one, go through their lives, go through and understand what makes this whole thing tick and how it works. And you're going to come out of there scratching your, your head. I think that's where all my hair went. Um, A lot of head scratching, but uh, you'll come out of there with, you know, as many red flags as I did going, of this makes sense. This is not what they're saying it is. It can't be because none of this jives like that. Like I said, I've seen it from three perspectives. Very rare opportunity. And it wasn't until I was able to lay down scripture to what I was seeing that I was not able to get answers that made sense. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Joe, you hit on something, a dark fringe point that I don't think many people explore or maybe don't even know about just out of ignorance. But these people do get suicidal, mm-hmm. because because th- that's what the demonic presence does. It drives you to insanity. It drives you to a point beyond your uh, your even knowing your own self anymore, being sure of your own thoughts. And I've I've known people that have you know been exorcised uh, of these demons and things like that. And they say it's it's confusion. It's just mass confusion and hearing these yes. voices over and over and over again, and saying just do it, just do it. You know that's the way out. And they, it's funny that these, you know, so-called aliens don't ever preach Jesus. And, and and when they do, he's, you know, some ascended master or, yes, he's the Christ, it's the Christ consciousness we all can tap into. You know, it's the same old New Age rhetoric. Sure. Uh, and that's the part that's so disturbing that ancient aliens will never touch on, you know, or some of these other uh, researchers that they just avoid it like the plague. And, I mean, I think that's especially the the christian ones a lot of the christian guys are are talking that it's demonic now or interdimensional and all these things but i think it needs to be made very clear that this is a dangerous road to go down entertaining these things the bible says you know to avoid divination like you don't get involved with this stuff and that's what this Mm -hmm. is this you know the same thing with these channelers and all these it's the same entities it's the same beings being recycled and, you know, made into ghosts or, you know, goblins or whatever. Uh, it's, it's the same, the paranormal world, you know, I'll tell you this, it's it's a religion is what it is. And re- I just had this conversation with with someone the other day and I said, you know, I'd rather talk to someone that's an agnostic or an atheist than someone that's religious. Um, because at least most of the time, the atheists I've engaged with or agnostics, they're open to listening. They're not, you know, they want to argue and they'll have their points. But a religious person is just set in their ways like it's concrete. Yeah. Yep. And it, and shut that's the, down. Yeah. And that's the same thing with this phenomenon.
1: You know, what, what people are missing, sadly, um, is the one thing that they're looking for most is people that are dabbling in this realm. They're looking for experience, one. They're looking for something that's different, you know, they've got this, it's a seductive realm hmm. uh, because of all the different strange things, you know, the the supernatural. It's a very seductive realm. People want to, they want to peek in there and take a look at it. You know, it's just be careful what you do. Be careful opening that door. It's very hard to shut. But the sad thing is the most supernatural thing in the universe is right there for them, and they're missing it. There's nothing more supernatural than God's Word. And that's what, if we could convince them to to under, to, to let us show them that and, and how, how we see that, I think, you know, you would at least get them to at, at least look at it. You know, the whole idea that there's 66 books and there's these prophecies that run through, You know, 66 books, different authors, hundreds or not thousands of years apart from each other. But yet there's prophecies that were given by God to these people to put down. And then here they are much later, 100% fulfilled. You know, what tarot card reader or fortune teller (laughs) Mm -hmm. even meets the average of what to be expected of chance more or less be 100%? You want, why would you settle for second best when you can have the person who makes prophecies and they're 100 percent? It's fascinating, even to go to scripture. And I know you guys have experienced this where you've read scripture at that day and time, it meant something specific. Months later, you happen to go across that same scripture. And God speaks to you entirely different through the same scripture. What you got out of it, was it written different? No, it's the same words no. you read before, but it's a living word. It's a, it, it, it is hard to even describe the Bible and the supernatural ability of it. But just for instance, for people who haven't read it, on the prophecy side, just look at the prophetic pieces that were put out hundreds of years before about the coming of Jesus. There were over 300 that were put in God's word. They knew what to look for. They knew exactly with 300 things that this man would have to fulfill as Jesus the Savior. And he did. And they still crucified him. Mm-hmm. 300, over 300 prophecies from hundreds of years before. And, and so this man, in his three-year reign, three-year ministry, not reign, three, well, three-year ministry, fulfilled them all. They were seeing it. They were absolutely seeing it. They were scared.
0: And those prophecies are so specific. I mean, 30 pieces of silver. I think that's in yeah. Zechariah. Like, I... Are you kidding me (laughs) i mean come on how how could you
1: he would ride in on an on a donkey yeah you know he could have easily walked in or chosen a camel you know but he right there everything was specific even to the point where they didn't break his legs but they broke the legs of the two uh other people on the crosses Mm -hmm. beside him you know right down to every little detail how is that even possible? Well, how, how would a, they
0: know he was going to pierce his hands and feet when there was yeah. no such thing as crucifixion? You exactly. know, seven, what is it, 600, 700 years before with the yeah. prophecy? Yeah, it's amazing. So
1: you want supernatural? The Bible is more supernatural than you can ever get dabbling in anything else on this planet. Ghosts, tarot cards, fortune-telling, UFOs, none of this is anything compared to reading God's Word it will blow you away. I'm telling you. And it never it never wears out. You can't wear it out. It, it's, it's You are continuing to learn from it the more you read it. it. It's just like there's no end to it, just like there's no end to the universe. It's so amazing, and people mm-hmm. are just missing it. You know, I brought that comment, I made that comment in my first talk I ever did sharing the truth, my findings, and uh, I've got it up on my YouTube channel. I found it and put it up there. It was from 1997. It was first talk I ever did at a conference and it was a new age conference.
2: (laughs) The the lady that was running (laughs) the
1: conference was a Pleiadian channeler. Hmm. (laughs) And I used to follow her when I was
0: in the new age.
1: And I told her about my findings and,
0: you know, she was thr- she was thrilled to hear them?
1: She well, she thought this would be great, exciting thing to have at her conference because it was controversial. Hmm. And she let me and my partner come up there and do the talk and and, and share it. And then I think it came finally came to their senses while I was talking, but we were headed. <laughs> and uh when I got down to the end of it, the very end of my talk, you'll see me in there. You know asking all of these people that are you know fortune readers and everything there i was focusing right on them going why would you settle for anything second best when the best is right here yeah well i can see my partner over there going we got to get out of here you know <laughs> and she's ringing this bell they had show- telling you that you're getting down to the end of your time And all of a sudden, it's going ding, 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 you know? (laughs) And I'm trying to get the last word out. Well, as soon as I finish, my partner comes over and goes, we got to get out of here. You know, they're coming after us. But we got out in the hallway, and for some reason, I stopped. And instantly, the hallway's just full of people. And they're all, tell us more, tell us more, you know? And I was like, wow, you know? we just woke this place up and cause we had an opportunity to share a lot of information with them there in the hallway, you know, that we couldn't share in on the mm-hmm. inside anymore. But Michael, why would you settle for second best? You no. Know, why, ask, why ask yourself that question?
0: No. Why would you take scraps when you can have steak? Exactly. Uh, Michael, I see the wheels turning there, man. Come on. And, and by the way, guys, how come no one told me it was beard night on the blender? I'm the only <laughs> one here. I feel, I'm feeling a little bit naked tonight. So,
3: <laughs> <laughs> No, I've got a lot of thoughts. One of the things that you brought up earlier is about the, um, the, the role of the uh, father or the husband to be the spiritual leader of the household. And um, some of my earliest memories were very terrifying memories. My dad was in the Rosicrucian order when I was born. Uh, he had an altar in my room and um i remember these entities that were surrounding me in my bed and and of course you know at the time it was nightmares my parents explained it as nightmares but um i was afraid of the dark terrified of the dark till probably 12 13 years old now my daughter who just turned 12 she wants it to be dark Hmm. she sleeps really well in the dark she's not afraid of the dark she's not um she doesn't deal with nightmares and terror night terrors uh like I did. And um I could see that stark, you know, contrast in her being born into a Christian home and having Christian parents and um and and her having more peace as a child than I did when I was a child when my dad was dabbling in all kinds of different things in his search. Um and, and 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 I thank the Lord that my dad did get saved before he died. Uh, but before that it was Buddhism and it was, uh, Rosicrucianism and it was, you know, all of these different, uh, mysticism and and just the, all these things that lead, uh, to what you're talking about, these, these encounters, these interactions and, um, by basically by, by saying, yes, you know, you, you give them permission to invade you as opposed to, uh, you know, either not caring, like you said, with like African American people, where they're like, "No, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to have anything to do with that." Which it, it results in them not messing with them, or uh, or having the, the power uh, through Christ to um, not have to not have to uh, to interact and and uh, be be uh, subject to these kind of terrifying things. And to think, there's a whole group of people out there now who are following a man who's teaching them how to channel these things. Yep. And, and and they all think he's a guru telling them the truth. And I go and comment on the videos and I say, LOL, you know, the, the guy who teaches people to channel demons is sharing the truth with you. Uh, you guys are <laughs> wrong, you know, and yeah. I'll get a couple of likes on the comment, which is good. It's encouraging that there are people out there that know the truth. Um, but uh, like you were saying earlier, it's, it's a, it's, They're searching for something, and it it seems to be in all the wrong areas when we have the Word of God available to us, the beginning and the end of it. We have the whole thing. How many generations didn't have that? How many generations held on to one parchment? Uh, Thinking about the Ethiopian eunuch, all he had was Isaiah 53, and he got saved. That's all he had, though. He didn't have the full counsel that we have we were so fortunate
0: to have that yeah i mean you know to whom much is given much will be required i mean i we have a lot we have a lot we have a lot of uh, you know the internet alone has just opened up this whole if you really want to know the truth in this movement this alien thing it's very it's it's very easy to find but i like i said before it's a religion so it's it's a cult you have to break them spiritually of this you know and and you got to give them the truth and just keep hitting them with it one after you know one thing after another otherwise i just and, don't think they wake up from it
1: and and that's they want more the way i do that is by sharing those red flags that i talk about you know when when you can build a seed of doubt and let it start to grow in their thinking that's when they that's when they start to open up well yeah you know this doesn't look so So it doesn't make sense. Why is that? As soon as you get them to that point, you have an opportunity to share something else. But you've got to break down the stronghold that they're under, that belief system that they're under. You've got to show them the fallacies in it. It, it, And this is for Christians coming out there uh, that are listening to this. If you're trying to reach people in this realm, it's not just that you're coming at them as a Bible thumper, talking God's word you've got to break down what they're they're bound by first. You've got to show the fallacies in what they have chosen to be part of, okay? And it's not just using God's word. It's using logic, just simple logic for most of it to get them to step back and go, yeah, I didn't see that before. Most of the time they've never looked, okay? They're looking at the sensational part of what they believe in. They haven't gone and in depth looked at the history of it where it came from look at the people that dealing with these cults you know that we've seen around for some time you know look at the Raelians. you know Mm -hmm. they've been around for 40 years you know 50 years but are people really that are following them are they really looking at the history of them and look at what's happened with them and what they've actually been part of you know this is where i think the the problem lies with most people is they get attracted to something. It looks great. It feels great. And I'm, I'm glad to be part of this, but they really haven't researched to see what it's in depth, what founded it, what it's about and what it's based on. You know, people say, yeah, i love that ancient alien show. Yeah. But did you know where it comes from? You know, and how does that make you feel now? You know, so these are things that i try to do is is bring those red flags collect as many as i can so that you stop it gets them to stop just for that moment and go yeah that doesn't make sense no two aliens are ever recorded looking alike ever Hmm. come on how's that possible Mm -hmm. no two craft are ever the same that doesn't make sense. Wow, is that that's, that's comprehensible?
0: Is that like comprehensive? That across all research? Is this in your own research that you've discovered that? No, it's all
1: the research.
0: Wow, that's okay. I've never heard that one before. That's, that's nothing
1: incredible. is they're never identical. Hmm. How can there be that many? You know, they talk about maybe there's twenty four races of you know extraterrestrial beings, twenty four different races, but yet even the descriptions of just the grace. They don't look alike. You don't see two descriptions identical. Hmm. Similar, yes. But not identical.
0: Does because... any of them does any of them look like this, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I maybe similar.
1: <laughs> you know? That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, some of them are you know, you get the ones that are they're totally smooth skin. Why the difference? Uh-huh. You know? Because your mind has aided in the creation of what you're seeing along with what they're giving you. Okay. Because it really wasn't a visitation. The only part of the visitation is it appeared, the storyline is of a visitation. But like we talked about with the abduction experience, it's a spiritual, it's a given spiritual vision that's implanted in our mind that they have the ability to do. And then your mind is, your mind is filling in and trying to fill in the rest of the missing pieces. And that's where it all becomes, you know, jumbled up, but they're only giving you enough sensational memory to, for you to go, Whoa, you know, <laughs> what was that? They don't need to fill in the rest of the blanks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're going to, you're going to fall for it. They're giving you just enough to believe.
0: You know, you know, what's odd is I've noticed a lot of these people that do get into this and it becomes their religion, even though they know there's harm that comes with it, they're willing to accept the harm for the for the greater good of humanity, right? And for the new age, the age to come. And I think that's Stockholm syndrome. That's the same. It's it's a that makes no sense. Why in the world would you want to follow a religion that causes harm to others and maybe even yourself for the greater good? Yeah. that's that's demon, that's evil just in saying that i don't, i don't understand that thinking
1: i mean it, it it it's the same thinking that goes along with one of the other ways that the enemy tries to kill us kill us off uh, get us to kill ourselves and correct that <laughs> is uh look at the, look at the look at the drug addicts the ones that are overdosing they know it's going to kill them. But yet they still put that needle in there. They made a choice. That's true. Look at how much how much is happening just in this country. In this country alone, they don't know that they don't know the numbers on fentanyl yet, but they do know the numbers on Oxycontin. There's over a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand suic- overdoses. Every year in this country, from oxy, and now fentanyl's hit the scene, and it's new enough now that we don't have the numbers yet, but that's going to drive those numbers up. And what's crazy is, we know this is we know what this does to us, but we these people still still use it, you know.
0: Right.
3: I mentioned I mentioned this to Gino last week. I think when we were on the blender about. You know, our politicians, they'll have these uh, they'll have these, you know, families come and testify about, you know, how their son went and bought some pills. And the border is the problem because, you know, they got drugged with fentanyl, but they really meant to get Percocet. And I'm going that wasn't even in my wheelhouse when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. I wasn't seeking out pills on the street to begin with. That's the problem. The problem is the demand for it. Where is yes. that coming from? It's not that there's just drugs coming across the border and then people are like, oh, look, drugs, let me take them. No, people are seeking them out, and that's why they're coming. And it's, it, it's very sad, and, and my heart you know, goes out to people who have loved ones who have overdosed, but there's a deeper issue there, and it's not that the drugs are miraculously coming across the border and people are just accidentally taking them. It's that they're seeking them out, for some reason, um, I'm going to step away for just a minute, but guys continue. This yeah. is a good good talk
0: you know Joe- that
1: reason that reason is the same as anything else that people open up to It's because it, they're missing the one thing that we can offer as believers, and that's hope. These people are missing hope. They're looking for something to take away the pain of life. Hmm. And I have to tell you that because I know I was there, you know, before I became a believer, I had 25 years of drug and alcohol usage. Um, I didn't believe in God. I couldn't trust in in something I didn't believe. And life was painful. And, There was something there that could blur that pain for a while, you know, why not? Um, Wasted a whole section of my life that I wish I could get back. But everything to God's good and I can use it as a testimony. You know, right. But that's what they're missing. They're they're missing hope. Our, Our country has taken hope out of the picture. You know, going back to the 40s and 50s, the hope was there. You know, the hope was the church, you know. Um, They started taking prayer out of school. They started taking the idea of teaching creation was taken away. You know, for, for whatever reason that they did this, they took the hope away for people. And they were left to go looking for that hope again. And they were sold, we were sold in this country, a lie of hope. Back in the mid 60s, it came on board. And that lie of hope, which so many of us fell for, and I think it's still there today. That same lie. Is the whole peace and love and tranquility Mm -hmm. of the hippie generation that came on board. Peace, love, drugs, rock and roll. That was all a lie. It destroyed a good portion of where this country was headed. Um
0: and it and it was intentional, it was to break the world. Yeah, it was yeah. to break the moral fabric. I mean, they introduced all these psychedelic drugs and everything. You know, this sure. is, you can dig into this, but, um, you, you know, know we... the
1: free love, right? The whole concept there broke up the idea that, uh, you know, it was re- God's idea of family. The enemy stepped right in there with a good one with that one. I mean, it looked so good. I was part of that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, back then. And I thought this is great, but. Now that I' look back on and I'm going what genius, oh yeah you know?
0: what they've what they've done is i, I it's evil genius um yeah. i I've, I've always said they couldn't they couldn't uh, get us from without they got they had to get us from within, and so they did it they attacked the family, they destroyed the family, made the dad look like he's you know fat and drunk and lazy doesn't work uh, they get the they get the mom out of the house the kids have no no supervision cuz both parents are working trying to pay the bills uh the the whole hippie generation even in the you know beginning in the 50s with the rock and roll and everything coming in they were they were slowly degrading what what was always the fabric of this country from our founding and it's and it's sure. it's just very obvious um hey so let's get, let's get into the Betty and Barney Hill 1961 so this is I, I and you can correct me if i'm wrong Joe but i think this is the first public case of an abduction. Uh, I'm sure there was other smaller ones, but this was the first one that made the media, right? It it got a lot of attention back then, and even to this very day, it's a very notable case. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play this clip, and then I want you to kind of comment on it for
4: us. September 19th, 1961. According to news accounts, Betty and Barney Hill were driving through New Hampshire late at night, when a large flying saucer rapidly approached them and then hovered over their car. They saw strange figures through the windows of the craft. And mysteriously, the couple also reported complete memory loss of the two hours immediately following the encounter. No one really knows to this day what
5: Betty and Barney Hill saw. The details of their case do reflect on various other versions of alien abduction. I say alien abduction because some of the pieces of information that they discuss, the loss of time, seeing beings that actually came out of this craft and associated and interacted with them and they weren't human.
4: Ultimately, under hypnosis, they recall being brought out of the car and taken aboard the ship that it was a legitimate abduction and that Betty pleaded with her captors, if you will, that not to harm her. Uh, as she laid on this table and experiments were done on her, like uh, needle being inserted into her stomach. Barney relates a number of skin samples and sperm being taken from him. The beings described by Betty and Barney Hill fit the classic case of a gray.
5: Now, there are variations to size and dimensions of these beings, but they all seem to have the same characteristics slim, skindily bodies, large oval heads, large oversized eyes.
0: So it's, uh, you know, what we've become accustomed to here in America. And like you said, Joe, this isn't in the Eastern world. <laughs> Eastern world—it just seems to be a phenomenon here in the West. And you know, this—I remember as a young, young guy reading about this case, and I was just fascinated by it. But I see the same pattern in all of these cases, right? You have the the lights, then there's like this paralysis, loss of time. Before you know it, they're sticking objects inside of you. They're experimenting on you, and then all of a sudden, you're back in your car or you're back in your bedroom, you know, neatly tucked in under your your blankets. In your estimation and your research, what is going on? Let not just here in the in the Betty and Barney case, but in all of did I say Betty? <laughs> Was that her name?
1: Betty and Barney Hill.
0: Yeah. I never you know, I never realized that's Flintstones, Betty and Barney. I don't know why that just struck me funny. <laughs> no, but it's the same thing. And I'm sure in your research you've seen this pattern over and over again. Yep. Is it are, and I know this is going to be the, the question from the audience: Are they getting? Are these people getting stuck with needles? Are they having uh, you know embryos implanted in them? Are they being inseminated? Like, is all this going on, or is just you know their imagination?
1: No, and it's not their imagination. This goes back to what we talked about before. Okay, it, the way that that was put together when you watch that that clip is you almost think right away the way that they they did this is they realized that they had a missing time and no memory and then they went to somebody a hypnotist that regressed them and then the information came out but no they didn't even realize you know any of this they didn't realize anything at all until later Mm. missing time but everybody has missing time. Everybody has experienced missing time. A lot of us just don't give it any, any credence. Um, and, we, and we do it, you know, so regular that it's, it's just something that happens to us. But it got tied into this concept of, you know, alien abduction. But people on the highway driving long distances experience it all the time. And I know you guys have. You've been driving down mm-hmm. the highway and all of a sudden you look up and you go, uh, uh, <laughs> how did I get here? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a, it's a natural thing that happens to us. You're able to subconsciously continue to do what you need to do. The normal tasks that you're on, but your mind can wander while that's happening. And, uh, you don't put yourself in harm really. You know truckers like i said they they call it white line fever you know where it's just white line on the road after you know white line for miles and miles and they just kind of zone out but they still continue to drive their rigs you know just fine okay but these people obviously the same thing they were driving a good distance and late at night and the same thing they experienced that, that same type of effect but what people they don't tell you about this story is that you know she had a uh, a predisposition for looking at this phenomenon prior to the incident um they know that going back and looking at you know the history of what she was looking what things that she was doing before this incident so she had already opened up the doors for this experience to happen. And when you add it to. Looking for. You know answers. Uh, to see what it was. These entities are going to. Let that part come out. Okay. they She fits everything that I've seen. For 30 years. In abductions. Both of them do. That this was an experience. Visionary experience that was given to them. I think once you go under hypnotic regression that that even opens the door more to where these entities can work through you because you've given up your will to let somebody else talk it through you uh, to do that. I think there's a major danger in dealing with that. That's why I don't use it. I just ask the right questions and ask more questions. You know, if I keep digging and keep digging and keep digging and digging with the questions you're going to give me an answer i'm gonna force you to think hard enough to where you you bring that answer up to and it's going to be a truth answer because it's all there already if it's a real event the problem with the stuff that was missing um is because it was never put there in their minds we talked we talked about that you know it's they've been given a sensational experience in their minds But they don't need to have all the details to believe it it's a sensational aspect of it that grabs their attention
0: yeah that makes sense
3: the the part of that video that stuck out to me is the uh, barney knew that they were taking sperm well how could they have been taking urine could they have been taking some other kind of sample how would you know specifically that specific of a detail about what they're doing to you, especially if you're laid out on a table, you're paralyzed. Like, I don't, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me how that would be the specific thing, you know, that they're doing. Um, mm. you know, I, I've, I've been sedated for procedures before. and I I couldn't tell you what was going on during those procedures. <clears throat> you know, I know what, I know what the procedure was going into it, but Unless somebody's going to tell you, unless they say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take this sperm from you. Yes. How, would, how would somebody have that kind of a detail uh, from an experience like that? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: No. Another yeah. red flag. You
0: want to yeah.
1: oh, yeah. hang on to those, you know? Yeah. These are the things that people don't think about. They just want to think about the sensational short clip that they just watched. You know there's there's researchers that have dug into the whole um that whole couple's history of this this experience and there's a whole lot of holes in there uh big time um kathleen martin the niece of betty and barney hill that's been active in the ufo realm for you know many many decades um she just backed out recently from uh, from MUFON they're uh, being part of the uh, experiencer you know research part that they have and uh, she, she's pretty much stated that she doesn't care to look at this scientifically anymore <laughs> um, she's pretty much gone to the new age side with her thinking mm-hmm. from all of this and I think that's been the agenda all along, you know, with her. Um, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it grow more and more and more.
0: That reminds I've me. Her,
1: I've talked to her many times over the years. I tried to share what I had found. I tried to be part of the MUFON team. You know, I mean, if they're trying to help people, if they're trying to research this and help people, um which they they're not helping people you know they're not stopping it i've got hundreds of cases that show that it can be stopped but they don't want me to be part of it and most of that was her call you know um something's up there you know
0: you know joe it reminds me of uh, i don't know if you know who frank turek is from cross-examined <laughs> uh, he's got a great ministry apologetics ministry and he always talks about. He goes to a lot of college campuses and he'll talk to these kids that claim to be atheist or agnostic and he'll say if if you could prove that Christianity was true would you follow it and you'd be surprised that more than half of them say no they wouldn't follow the truth mm-hmm. and that seems to be like what the the lady you were just mentioning uh, Betty's niece sure. a very similar thing she's she she knows the truth she realizes over the the last you know four decades oh boy this is leading me to truth, but I don't want to go there. So I'm just going to go this other route and still get my religion, get my fix, so to speak. And it's going to be new age instead of Christianity.
1: That was the same thing I was doing. I felt that I was accomplishing what was needed to have spirituality. But I will tell you that people involved in, you know, that realm of spirituality, it's a spirituality without accountability. You know, it's a free for all. You know, it's all about experiences, and it, you know, and, and so many are wrapped up in, sure, they're doing their meditation and they're they're doing their, you know, CE5 experience, but they're also still dropping acid and, you know, ayahuasca and everything else on top of it, you know. So it's, it's just an excuse to be able to do what you want to do, you know, because why? Because, oh, I'm God. That's what Shirley MacLaine says, right? You know? But no, we're not God, and uh, if you were, I wouldn't follow you because uh, I want something bigger than that. You know,
0: <laughs> I'll follow the guy that pulled himself out of the grave three days later. That that's who's going to exactly. be my guy. Uh, exactly. Michelle in the chat actually brought up a point. She said, "Is there any thought about people who are not receptive or suggestive to hypnosis?" I'm not exactly sure what she meant, but I think where she's going is what if someone like I know I've been they've tried to put me under hypnosis a long time ago when I was young and I never it just didn't work for me. And I know some people are very suggestive to it. So would that be something that these entities would use to their advantage? Like, I guess it kind of goes along this line when you were talking about um, earlier that, you know, they, they do certain things to certain people. It seems to me the Bible says there's familiar spirits so they know our weaknesses they know yes. our pro- they know our proclivities so yes it to me it seems very logical that they know we do have these lapses in time where we just forget things or like you said we're driving for 5 minutes and we're like oh my gosh how did i get here and i'm still safe i'm still alive they sure. understand that probably better than us sure. and they use that to their advantage yes to to you know form these false uh, dreams like a dream state in people, I mean, that just seems logical to me that the demons would do that. And I think that's kind of what, what Michelle's saying also. Like, you know, what about those people that aren't suggestive to that, though? How are they getting them to be paralyzed or get them, you know, subconsciously thinking differently than they might normally?
1: Well, again, it's back to what are you looking for? Be careful what you're looking for. You know, um, like I said, back to number one, people were actually asking for this. But it's those people that were unknowingly dabbling in areas that they shouldn't have. Um, they may not have been susceptible to anything at all. You know, like they probably were, they could even be lousy uh, examples of somebody that would go on, a s you know, under hypnosis. But the thing is they had opened the door. You know, when you go to court and you're being charged with a ticket <laughs> and you've never heard of this law. If you go in there and you go, well, excuse me, but nobody told me that this law <laughs> even existed that you're charging me with, you know what the judge says? Ignorance of the law is no excuse. Pay a fine. I know I was there. I tried that
0: one. <laughs> yeah. The the whole ignorance thing just doesn't work with spiritual principles no. or like, you know, I would love to, you know, I would love to plead ignorance on gravity, but guess what's going to happen every time? You know, it's like, yep. you can't, I don't know. And it, there's some things that are just l- too logical that I think people pass over and brush off because they just have a certain set of beliefs that they want to stick to and they don't want accountability. That's what it, usually that's what it boils down to is they don't want to be accountable.
1: Yes. And, And and you know that accountability thing, they don't quite understand what that means. Um, That's that's where the misunderstanding comes in that keeps them from looking at Jesus and looking at God's word. Somebody, I guarantee, I guarantee that somebody has told them, you have to stop this and this and this and this if you're going to be a Christian. did you remember Jesus telling any of the people that he was hanging with any of that? Hmm. I don't see it because he didn't. He was hanging with the worst of the worst. Okay. And this was put into perspective by the pastor that baptized me. There were five of us today day that I went for baptism after I made a profession of faith. And a pastor looks at us and he says, contrary to what you've been told, and that's what I just said, people have told you this. He says, there's nothing in God's word that says you have to stop doing anything to come to Jesus. There's nothing. You just come to Jesus. He says, but I will guarantee you I will challenge you to challenge me when I tell you this, that you will change, not because you have to, because you want to, for your love of him. Once you get to know him, you will want to change. But the enemy has turned it around and said, you can't come to him unless you change first. And people know that they can't change. They think that they can't change. On your own, you can't. Mm -mm. We know that. It's so hard to get people on drugs or alcohol or anything else to stop doing that. There's not much that works out there for any of that.
0: Or anybody that's ever tried to diet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Um No, you don't have the power to control all of that. But he does, if you can turn it over to him and trust him. It's all in the book. He tells you, I know about the Daniel diet. I've done it. Talk about losing weight. (laughs) That'll lose it for you. (laughs) And if if you're troubling with diet, look that up. Mm -hmm. Just Google the Daniel diet. Uh, It's good for you. God made it. He designed it. Um, You know, there's a lot of neat things that he already knows. He's the one that created it all. He knows what works and what doesn't. And pretty much it's in the book. You just have to look, you know, ask him to show it to you. But you don't have to do anything to come to him. Except say, come into my life. I'd like to know you. That's it. You've been lied to if you think that it's anything else that you have to do. Because if you seriously do this, if you seriously let somebody explain to you about God and about the gospel message, take the time to let a Christian talk to you. Just take the moment, be honest, and say, all right, show me what you got. He will speak to you. You will know he's real. And you can accept him as who he is and you will change but you will want to change you will want to change that's just what's happened when people these experiences people ask me well are you talking about people that call out for help or are you talking about people that rebuke the enemy when they have an experience i'm talking about both that jesus's name works for both Because in scripture, even a non-believer can call out. He says, you call on my name, I will be there. But you know what happens to those people when they realize the power in that, when they actually call that name as a last resort, and they're saved from whatever was happening? Oh, they become changed, and they want to change. And that leads them to a relationship. And once you build that relationship, now you're under that authority. Okay? And that authority works for you and is available to you, that name. That way, when these entities harass you again, you can use the name of Jesus Christ to put them in their place. So I'm showing both at work here. Mm -hmm. But... The saying that's been around for a long time is there's no lost souls in the foxhole when the bombs are coming down. And keep in mind, you, there's nobody that doesn't know who Jesus is. They just don't want to accept him as Lord and Master. They all, Everybody in society now, especially our society, knows who he is you just don't want to accept him as that's who you follow there are no atheists that don't believe There, are atheists is somebody who doesn't want to believe because they know who he is even the demons in mark when they were being cast out they knew who he was and they they spoke back no that's not our time and jesus told them be quiet because he wasn't ready to mm-hmm. confirm it either they know who he is they just don't follow him. you can ask them there's communication we know that between these beings and people that have these experiences contactees, memories of communication from the experiences where people ask them do you know who Jesus is oh yeah we know who he is Wrong question when you're asking whether they, you know, when you're testing the spirits. That's not how you test the spirits, whether you know Jesus. Everybody knows who Jesus is, okay? It's just, who do you say he is? Not, do you know the name Jesus? It's, who do you say he is? Remember, he asked his own apostles, who do you say I am? Same question. He was asking them. So keep in mind this whole concept of what being a Christian is. You've probably been lied to if you're not a Christian Mm -hmm. about what Christianity is about. Don't look at us, three of us here. We are Christians. Don't relate us with what you see on TV Christianity. Uh, I don't think any of the three of us fit that one at all. We're not <laughs> no. following specifically one of man's established denominations. We follow God's word. We follow what God's word says. Okay. Not really exactly tying us in. When I tell you I'm a Christian, I don't say, no, nice to meet you. I'm a Baptist. No, I don't say that. Or nice to meet you. I'm a Methodist. Or I'm Episcopalian. That's not what I tell you. I tell you I'm a Christian. I'm a son of God. I believe in Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Master. Okay? That's not a denomination. That's belief in Jesus Christ and the creator, who he is. That's the way you need to look at true Christianity.
0: Joe, they suppress the truth and unrighteousness. They're, you know, atheists, you said that they, um, that's Romans one, <clears throat> atheists will say they don't believe in God. And, and what you were saying is, yeah, they believe they just don't receive it. And it, that's yep. all. really what it boils down to. And, and this, this is going to be judgment day. You either believed or you didn't believe. And, and that's, that's putting your trust in him or just rejecting it, rejecting the free yeah. gift. And I, I, I'm with you 100%. I mean, when you suppress, and I've done this myself, I've suppressed the truth and unrighteousness. Sure. Be- because, you know, we love our sin. We love things that satisfy the flesh. So you, sure. s- you push it down, you push it down. Eventually, as a Christian, it needs to bubble back up and wake yeah. you up and say, hey, what are you doing? But an unbeliever, you know, they do it all all day long. They're just going to keep pushing it down, pushing it down, and living their life free, You know, they're never free, but uh, believing that, oh, well, at least I don't have to adhere to any of these laws and these rules and regulations. I can just go through life and do whatever I want and not be be accountable. I think that's what it ultimately boils down to.
1: You know, you went and brought up the big (laughs) J-Day. People that don't know, (laughs) for the unbelievers watching this, that happens to be one of those prophesied times in Scripture that's to come. Mm -hmm. That one hasn't come yet there's still a lot of prophecies that we're waiting on to be fulfilled. But if you can look back at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prophetic messages through scripture that have been 100% fulfilled, then you're pretty confident, you can be pretty confident that the rest of them are going to be fulfilled 100% too. Well, let me share one with you. Because this is what I feel that we're looking at with all of this right now. Not just the UFO phenomenon, but anything related to outside of God's word that's being thrown at us around society and around the world. But this one is is really heavy on my heart because this phenomenon, because I see this one doing such a powerful work. Because this one the outcome of anybody dabbling or looking or questioning this phenomenon is the same the outcome the end run is you get involved with this ufo phenomenon the end run is it will take your eyes away from the one true god Mm -hmm. every time It'll it'll get you questioning God's word. Well, did he really mean that? Is that what he really said? You know, and that's where the doubt about the truth comes in. And you just got poisoned. Okay. And you need a cure for that. Or you're going to go right down the rabbit hole like the rest, like I did, especially. And, you know, luckily he was there when I needed him to come back up but he's there that's the hope we're offering here he's there the thing is this whole thing smacks of a certain book and chapter that's prophetic and it's in the new testament you can go there and look it's called second thessalonians Mm -hmm. it's got chapters go to chapter two two yeah read chapter two because in there it talks about a time in the future, because it was written two thousand years ago, that God is going to send a strong delusion. And this delusion, there's other scriptures that relate to this coming delusion at this particular time in man, humanity's history. And this delusion will be so powerful that if it were possible it would deceive the very elect and the reference to the very elect or god's really devout believers well this phenomenon meets all of that okay we look at this and we talk about the demonic realm perpetrating this delusion and how we can not be part of it or come out of being part of it you know but the thing is we talk about the technology that appears to be involved in it we talk about the capabilities of the beings but when you really get down to it the most important part I believe that needs to be looked at is who's behind it who's the who's the puppet master of this whole thing most people would say Satan is, you know, the demonic realm is. But this scripture, I look at it, and it it tells me that that's not true. I believe that he's allowing them to perpetrate this delusion. Mm-hmm. But this delusion was sent by God himself. So you're now thinking, as a non-Christian, why do I want to be a Christian and you got a God that does something like that? Because this is your last chance. That's what this delusion is for, to separate those that will not come to him and those that truly come to him, want to come to him. Because he's given us everything. He tells us in scripture, he's given us everything to know him. And he honestly has. Most of us, we say we're not believers. That's not true. We're deniers. That's what it is. We know. We just deny. Okay? Atheists will tell you they don't know. No, they're deniers. They choose not to believe. All right, he's giving you free choice. You want to believe in something else? I'll give you something. It's going to be so powerful you're going to play utterly hell trying to decide right from wrong with it if you open that door. This is what this phenomenon does. It puts you in that position. There's a lot of people that are going to fall for this phenomenon. This phenomenon is intertwined with the New Age spirituality movement. It's aligning itself with other religions around the world that are not of the one true God. It's all coming together to build a one world false religion. Mm -hmm. And you will be part of that. Because you chose to come in through this avenue. Other people chose to come in through other avenues. They're either already part of those other false religions. Or they've opened themselves up to ghosts and fortune telling and other things. Which are all leading to the same intertwined place. Okay. This deception is huge. This delusion is complicated. It needs to be so we can't figure it out it needs to be so that the only way out is to look to god and go what is this show me the truth he will show you most fascinating scripture in the bible to me is jeremiah 33:3 if you have questions ask me and i will show you mighty and great things that you know not you got a question Don't go to YouTube. Don't go to Google. Go to God himself. He will show you more than you could ever ask for. Why? He's the most supernatural thing in the universe. He's the creator of all things in the universe. He built it. He designed it. He made it happen. He knows answers to every question. Don't try for second best, I'll tell you again, 30 years later. (laughs) Why would you settle for second best when you can ask the number one man himself?
0: That's right.
1: You want supernatural? I challenge you, try God. That's more supernatural than you could ever get in your lifetime. You will be blown away, absolutely.
0: Amen to that. Um, guys, let me pay some bills here. Uh, we got a couple ads to run and then we'll be right back.
6: And in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you, we're having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as ninety nine ninety nine. dollars We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles like plush, waffle, or gossamer for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get huge discounts on all my pillow bedding, including my pillow bed sheets for as low as twenty nine ninety eight. Get all your shopping while quantities last. Please order now. It's a general uh, immune health preventive strategy.
5: So you need vitamin D, then you need zinc, which is the bullet, and then to form a functioning gun, you need vitamin C and quercetin. Patients were having trouble sourcing it because there was four different ingredients that were not always available in the same place. They had trouble finding the right doses. It was a puzzle that was a little too complex for people to put together. So I was asked to produce something that has everything in one package. So with the help of my colleagues, we were able to produce a compound called Z-Stack, which basically has vitamin C, vitamin D, and most importantly, it has quercetin and zinc. And all I'm allowed to say is that it's an immune booster and a nutritional supplement, which it is.
0: All right, guys, thanks for that uh, paying attention during those important announcements. Let me just tell you, I just got my new pillow, uh, my pillow 2.0. I got my Giza sheets. I got my new towels and I'm wearing the slippers right now. And I got to tell you, 100% satisfied. I have never slept better. And I'm not even, this is not a lie just to sell products. Because trust me, I'm not going to make a ton of money off of this or anything. I'm just telling you, those sheets, my wife even says, these are the most amazing sheets I've ever slept in. Like you don't get too hot. You don't get too cold. They're They are so comfortable. I just want to stay in bed the whole day. That's the only problem. Um, and then these slippers are amazing like I've been wearing them outside and it's you know we've had ice and snow and stuff and coming back in and I don't know I'm very pleased with the products and I had the old MyPillow but the new one's 10 times better I don't know what, what Mike did there with his technology at the plant but it's it's working for me I know that <laughs> Um, okay, so, yeah, that was great on the uh, the delusion, Joe. Um, I've always been of that opinion, too, that the delusion, the strong delusion, will be an alien, supernatural-type event because I think everything the devil does is he mocks Christ and tries to um, recreate himself as Christ so that people fall for it. And that just fits the bill. Everything you just said fits the bill. And, and I've always... Kind of assume the same thing. Whether it's going to be a supernatural antichrist, you know, like like he comes from the skies, just mocking Christ's second, re- you know, his return, second coming. Uh, I don't know, but it's it's very very interesting to talk about. Michael, any comments on that? Can you hear me, Mike?
3: Yeah, I can't. Okay. Sorry, I keep yeah. I keep muting mine oh. because I'm on my phone and I don't want yells it's coming through my speaker on my phone. So I don't want it to feed back to you. Gotcha. Well. Uh, and with all of that, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but,
0: uh, <laughs> Mike's out of his element. He's not at his home. He's not in his office. Doesn't have his computer. So yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm looking at this little phone screen. Um, but I did, there was something that had been on my mind. Um, I remember Gino, I talked to you about that show a couple of weeks ago. My father-in-law worked with that guy. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Joe, do you, are you familiar with a, a gentleman named um, Dwayne Ollinger? He's
2: wow. the
3: owner. He's the owner of Blind Frog Ranch in Utah.
1: This is, is this the same place that they're having all the crazy stuff at?
3: Yes. Yeah. So uh, I listened to a talk. Uh, so first the reason i i would never heard of this but my father-in-law used to work with the man he was a welder at the plant my father-in-law worked at then he went on to start his own business made a bunch of money and now he's the owner of this property down there in utah and so he my father-in-law uh, while i was here was showing me one of the shows on discovery about this and then he went and sh- he, he went ahead and showed me a talk that this guy had given where he mentions the uh, galactic federation he mentions this uh, guy who was the, the general of some spaceship, and how he miraculously healed his daughter who was on her deathbed in the hospital, and how he saw all of these crafts landing at Blind Frog Ranch. And I, I've come to the conclusion: he's making money. He's a disinformation agent. He's just, you know, he's 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 building his revenue stream and maybe uh, elevating the uh, property value of the property he obtained and i was just more or less i was just wondering if you had heard of him and um and what your thoughts on all of that might be
0: before you comment before you comment on that joe is that the same ranch as skinwalker ranch or are they just
3: they're nearby from what i understand okay
0: so utah is a hotbed for this activity and i think we it kind of goes back to the native american uh you know conjuring of their gods their their demons but go ahead joe sorry
1: Okay, we'll stick with that one and stay out of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was either the ends. Okay. Um, Yeah, I was going to go somewhere else with that. Okay. (laughs) I think some of our listeners understand. Um, You know, yeah, that's that's a copycat, obviously, going on there. Uh, I've followed a lot of what's going on with Skinwalker Ranch. And what was really interesting was one time I happened to be listening to some podcasts, uh, expanding my investigation a little bit. And sure enough, this guy gets into the whole thing about Skinwalker Ranch from his perspective. And the podcast I was listening to was by a podcaster who was Muslim, living in the U.S., And he, somebody had gotten him on the, you know, a question asking him what do they think from the Muslim perspective is going on there at Skinwalker. And uh, it was the most fascinating show because right away he says, well, we know what this is, you know, by what we've been watching on this show. Um, The way that these, experiences that these people are having out there on skinwalker the apparitions of seeing these dog-like apparitions you mm-hmm. know show up mm-hmm. um right out right right out of the gate he says we as the Muslim faith know these to be the jinn." i've
0: heard that oh. and i'm
1: going all right here we go And he goes into why he believes that. And he believes it matches everything that they understand the jinn to be. And then he starts talking about who the jinn are in case people don't understand, you know, that are watching his show. And sure enough, he says they're messengers of God. Okay. Well, angels is what he's talking about, you know, because that means messenger. Um, They were all created by God, yes, but the, the Islam faith believes that they don't understand that there was a split. They don't realize that there are good angels and bad angels. They believe that there are messengers of God that are angels, and that's the djinn. And all of the abilities that he was describing is the same thing that we're describing, but for fallen angels. So right away, they're accepting these lying jinn, okay, which he tells that they do. They're deceptive also. You know, he's admitting to that. Um, but they don't see the jinn as altogether bad thing. Um, one of the Turkish researchers I worked with over the years, she talked about that in her talk. She's some, because, uh, you know, Turkey's Muslim too. And she says that uh, if you're lucky enough to have encounters with a jinn, they leave you with a gift. You know, it's like, okay, what kind of gift? And and the gift that she told me that her family was left with and her was the ability to read people. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. To do readings and fortune tellings or whatever personal readings for people and uh, the information you know is given to them by them so they're already telling you what we already know it's just that they perceive it as a good thing not a bad thing and i was like wow we're on the same page you know to a to a point of we're on the same page of who these beings are and what their source is you know and that was that was just awesome to hear that that piece of podcast. You know that there's we have a whole another belief system that's backing up what we're finding. They just don't realize it,
0: mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, Joe Chuck Missler, he was the first guy that I listened to that mentioned that these things were interdimensional spiritual beings, demons. That was the first guy I ever heard say that. And I remember sitting back, you know, watching. I used to watch him on TV quite a bit, and some of his his shows and things. And I, I didn't agree with everything Chuck said, um, but I thought, wow, this guy's on to something. Um, was he was he kind of the first guy you think that was kind of delving into this, or was was there other forerunners before him? Because I think what was he back in the was it mid eighties he was his, talking about his that?
1: book. His book on the subject matter came out in. Uh,
0: I want to say it was the 97,
1: 96. Oh, it was 90. 90.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cause I remember that he actually had the opportunity to speak in Roswell that year. Um, anniversary, one of the anniversaries for the comp, for the, for the, uh, that they celebrate for the crash. And, uh, I wasn't a believer yet. Um, but I remember afterward that he had been there, uh, talking about his book which was quite interesting but he's not the first um, I, I've gotten a hold of books that go back farther than that uh, dr. David Allen Lewis was my mentor uh, the late dr. David Allen Lewis he was out of Springfield Missouri and he looked into this phenomenon and he wrote a book called UFO and Time Delusion. Hmm. And uh, that one goes back to the early '90s. And uh, when I when I first became a believer, that was one of the first things I did was find out is there anybody else that's got this truth? Because uh, I didn't know as a as a new Christian. So I went to a Christian bookstore, and I'm looking around, and I don't see no books on UFOs and aliens, you know. So I'm thinking, am I the only one that's come to this? So I went to the counter and I asked the girl that was working at the counter, I says, can you look up books on your, uh, you know, your thing there? She says, yeah. She says, I can look up by title, by uh, author or by subject matter. Well, I didn't know any titles or authors. So I said, "Okay, try uh, UFOs and aliens. She gave me this funny look, you know, (laughs) like, are you in the right store? You know, maybe you should be down there. So she looks it up for me, and two books came up. One was uh, by Zola Levitt and um, John Ankerberg. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think they predated the one that David Allen Lewis did. And then David Allen Lewis was the other one, UFO End Time Delusion. Well, I ended up ordering UFO End Time Delusion. And then eventually got the other one later um but i reached out to contact uh dr lewis right there in the beginning and i after reading his book and i said everything you are saying here um is good but i wanted to tell you that i've got evidence to back up what you're saying and he was like when i shared with him about the testimonies uh yeah he was excited because um, nobody picked up on that part of it yet. And I ended up going out to meet him. Uh, he flew me out there. And I and The first Christian conference I ever had a chance to talk at was one that he put on in 99 Prophecy, Prayer, and Spiritual Warfare Conference in Springfield at Cornerstone Church. And uh, that was the first time I had an opportunity to speak at a venue like that, you know. So he was my introduction to all of this. And uh, I learned a lot from him in the time that I had to speak with him and relate with him. And, uh, he, he told me, he says, you know, I'm, I'm at the end of my career. He says, uh, it's, it's, you're going to have to carry this torch on, you know? And, uh, I did, I've stayed with it 30
0: years now, you know? Right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and play this clip of, um, of chuck missler i i think he hits on all cylinders here get your opinion after
5: i've made the remark from public platforms that i don't believe a christian can be abducted i'm probably wrong i want to amend that and say they cannot be abducted against their will if you're in christ and you're really born again one of the powers that's available to you or i should say available to the lord that indwells you is over these creatures they may try to bluff you but you don't accept any invitations they extend And you plead the blood of Christ to separate yourself from them, however attractive it might appear at the moment. Because you're playing with what we believe. We believe these things are demonic. Separate the hoaxes, separate the government disinformation, of which there's big funds for. The ones that are real, I believe, are demonic.
0: That was Chuck Messer. Yeah, that was probably late 90s there, maybe 98. 97, somewhere around there.
1: he's spot on. It's just that, again, he's back to saying something. Trust me, I'm right on this. But what the Lord gave me with having access to these testimonies was you no longer have to say, trust me on this. The testimonies are the evidence Mm -hmm. of what he just said. Um, Can Christians be abducted? This was my hypothesis that I put out there in the beginning for CE4 research. Are Christians being abducted by aliens? And it came back, yes and no. And that's what we found out that exactly what he was saying. Um, Walk the walk believers that haven't dabbled in this, haven't asked for it, aren't playing around, sticking to God's word. We weren't finding any experiences. But people that were taught to talk and still living one foot in the Bible and one foot in the world—that's an open door. So mm-hmm. they—they were susceptible. So, but yes, if they they get it together and you know tighten up that relationship, call out and use that name and authority as a believer, yes, to put these entities in their place.
0: That ties into what uh, Michelle's saying in the chat again about the hypnosis. She says, this video ties me back to the hypnosis question. Are you covered by the Lord from hypnosis suggestion? Here's It goes along with what, what Joe just said. Um, it depends on your where you are in your faith. If you're an immature new believer, you are probably very highly suggestible mm-hmm. to hypnosis. If you've been walking with the Lord and you understand his word and you understand that uh, we're not to give our mind over to somebody else... In fact, you know this empty—what do they call it? Um, Empty-mindedness when you're uh, meditation in the New Age right. movement and Buddhism and all this stuff. The Bible never tells us to do that. It no. says meditate upon the Word. It yes. also, in and it, in and it—you never empty your mind so that something else can come in. Um, and the Lord is going to speak to you through your spirit, not through your—you know—you I mean, might hear things in your mind, but but He's going to speak to you through your spirit. So. You know, wherever you are, it, yes, I think if you are a young Christian and immature in your faith, and you you don't know the Word, you are highly susceptible to many demonic um, deceptions and trickery. Uh, but as you mature in your faith, you can resist that. You can rebuke it. You can ignore the temptations uh, with the strength of you know the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you. But again, that's that thing: the demons can't get into us. That's where the Holy Spirit is he the demons on a christian get into your flesh man into your yes. uh into your mind you know the brain the mind the thing that's where they they know they can wreak havoc on you and um if you know anything about deliverance i know michelle you've watched other shows you, you can go back and watch miko when we've had her on the show and she talks about deliverance and you can uh get free from that stuff i know you're not you're, you're asking the question but anybody you know the mind is yeah this is yep. the
1: battlefield that is mm-hmm. You know, we used to watch commercials about that way back when, when you you had the little cartoon devil on one shoulder and an angel on another shoulder, and they'd be whispering things in each ear. That's real. We deal with it all the time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Those thoughts, you wonder sometimes, how could I even think that? Did you? Mm Mm-hmm. Or was it given to you to think that?
3: That's a good point.
0: There's three voices. I always say there's three voices. You got your vo- Your yours is the one that you hear the most. Then you have the demonic realm that's whispering. And then you have God, which is that still small voice that is, you know, that takes a lot of um, dedication Discert, and discernment. discernment.
1: Mm-hmm. Of which one you're listening to. Yeah. Because <laughs> they can
0: all sound alike. They sure can't that is for sure okay i got a couple this is a good video here joe i mentioned before the show we were talking about you got an honorable mention on uh, skywatch tv the other day when i was watching and i when they dropped your name i'm like oh cool you know we're having him on i think i'll play this clip for him so and it's with you know it's with la marzulli i don't know if the audience knows who la is la's a you know he's kind of a let's call him a pioneer in the um He's, he's really into the uh, chasing the giants down and alien abductions. He's, he's had a series of movies called The Watchers. I think there's 10 or 11 of them now. Um, he's written books. You know, he's, he's a good guy. He's a Christian. Um, I, you know, me and Joe, and I'm sure Michael would disagree with some of his theories and some of his ideas and where he says his research goes. But uh, I don't know, if, you know, I'm not going to put words in his mouth or accuse him of anything. I've always liked L.A. I think he's a great guy. Uh, and as Christians, we can agree to disagree sometimes. Right. So, um, but, uh, and Joe knows him personally. Joe's met him several times and talked with him. Mm-hmm. So Joe would know more than I, but this was him on Skywatch the other day.
4: And getting back to the story about my, my father and his sister Vida and who is my aunt and very coherent. You refer back to Josh's testimony being terrorized as a young person. There seems to be a universal theme though. Whatever manifestation whether it presents itself as an alien gray, whether it presents itself as a a crackpot at a supermarket or whatever, there tends to be this prevailing theme Mm -hmm. of using the name of Jesus to rebuke it and that ultimate authority is what drives these things Amen. back. Is that yeah. not right, LA?
7: It's exactly right, because as a believer, that's what we walk in, we have, we're have we walking in his authority. Yeah. If, if you're not a believer and you say, Jesus, good luck with that, because there's no connection. Right, so it's but, not just the name, it's not just the it's word. It's not some magic word.
4: Right, we, just a few minutes on the clock, that's so important because I wanna make sure that viewers catch that. In case they've tried using the name of Jesus but are not having success, what's missing? Is it a personal relationship with him? Is it Because we have no power at all yeah, that correct. he does not lend to us.
7: Al Matthews is one of the abductees in mm. the film. Al's testimony is absolutely visceral. He was taken at a very young age, abducted over and over again into his adulthood. The last time is when he met a hybrid woman who shapeshifted right in front of his eyes. Once again, the hybrids. So I'll just give you the quick backstory here. This woman comes from Kuwait. She's wearing these very dark glasses. This is all in the film, by the way. Al meets her and doesn't say anything about the glasses. Maybe she's got some sort of an eye problem, whatever. They're on the freight elevator going up to look at her stuff. Just the two of them. He's never met this lady before. She leans over and she goes, they're listening, Al. And Al goes, who? And he's already creeped out. And she goes, you know the greys. You and I were supposed to meet on the ship. He gives her her phone number. And in the film, I go, mistake number one. And she calls him up. A couple of weeks later, he goes up to see her and he wants to find out what's going on. Why does she know so much about me? And he's being lured in. Mm-hmm. So she's there with a girlfriend, they're drinking a lot of wine, Al sits down, there's this huge deer fly on the edge of this woman with the dark glasses, wine goblet, Now Al goes, you know, I'll get it for you, and she goes, no, 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 I'll get it. And she reaches over and she doesn't grab the fly, her finger just, t- and the fly sticks to her finger. And she brings it up to her mouth and she goes, doesn't eat it like this. She sucks it in from about six inches away. How is it possible? Then she takes off the wraparound glasses and goes over and sits on his lap. And I realize this is all edgy stuff, but we're adults here. This is what happened. This is, this is real. I call this UFO brain fog because I stop him in the interview and I say, Al, is this normal behavior for you? He goes, no, no, it's not normal behavior. He would not allow this woman or any woman to just do that. He wouldn't do it. So she lifts up his, his shirt and she goes, my, you're well preserved. And she leans over to kiss him and Al pushes her away. The eyes shape shift into like these yellowish deals. And she lets out the most evil laugh you've ever heard in your life. Al flees goes to Gordy Tong's house, they get me on the phone, we pray over Al. To this point, he's not a Christian. Two weeks later, he becomes born again and spirit-filled. No more abductions. Mm. Now he counsels other people. But his testimony is absolutely visceral.
4: Joe Jordan and David Ruffino, who also have a deliverance ministry, have shared LA story after story, very much like the one that you just shared, where Mm -hmm. people are experiencing these events that would be very hard to take seriously if save not for a supernatural component. But the bottom line is when the name of Jesus is presented by a person who actually has authority in Christ, universally these things begin to stop. There's that honorable mention, Joe Jordan.
0: <laughs> so uh Joe, would you what would you say of LA's story there? Now I know that was a testimony of someone he had interviewed for the story. I've heard that many times. What would that account be attributed to? Uh-oh, Michael, he's thinking. He's... <laughs> Here we <come>. Well, <laughs>
1: keep in mind the guy wasn't a believer at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he's he's susceptible to a whole lot. And through, from what I've heard of that story, he, he'd been through quite a bit of the, the, of Mm -hmm. deception. Um, and I, you know, that's all it all is basically the, the part that is puzzling me. And I don't have enough information about it. Just listening to what LA says. I mean, I would have to, there's a lot of questions I would ask that man that aren't being asked. And just the way that I know L.A. works, L.A. works as a somebody in the Christian realm who's got his finger on the UFO phenomenon. And he keeps a real close finger on what's happening. And he, he works as a news show to be able to get the information out there to show people that, don't even accept the phenomenon as being real to convince them that, yes, this phenomenon is real. Mm -hmm. And I commend him on his ability to do that, but he's not, he's not focused on the deep dive in, you know, um, research into specific cases like I've had to do. For instance, you know, he, I've got him on record, even making the comment, and I know it's just because he doesn't have an answer for it, that he was able to make the comment. But my question is, why didn't you go get an answer before you made the comment? But I've actually got a clip where I, it's on my YouTube channel, where he says, you know, the, the name and authority of, of Jesus Christ doesn't work like it used to. And I'm like, wow, excuse me, really, you know, how can you even say that Hmm. if there is somebody that is telling you that they're a believer and this isn't working for them i'd like to sure talk to him because i got a whole bunch of questions that i would use to try to get to the root cause of why it doesn't work for them because there is an answer there for that okay we know that it works there's something that is not right and we don't have the answer for it. You want it to stop? This is why I work with these people, to help them get to where that door got opened, to help them get to what is leaving the door open, okay? To get to try to understand is why they still have a right when you're telling me that they shouldn't. You know, there's got to be an answer there for that. Not just saying, well, that's just the way it is. And, you know, I guess it's not like it used to be where it was immediate and, you know, it worked for people. You know, that's not the way to go about putting (laughs) something out there. I mean, we didn't hear that on this show. And if this is just a recent show, well, what happened to that comment? Mm -hmm. Why is he not still standing by that? You know? These are are things that, that just don't make sense to me. I mean... I'm not sure everything the guy that that stuff the guy was telling him was the truth in the first place. Mm-hmm. The guy could have been so excited that he was, you know, exaggerating on a number of things, you know, but you don't, you don't live off those exaggerations or those sensational parts of the story. But, you know, that's, that's actually as a news type person that LA is, he focuses on those sensational parts, but you got to get to
0: why they're like that. Yeah, they can't you know? just be anecdotal stories. You have to. Th- there has to be deep dives into this stuff. You know, if this was a criminal investigation, there would be several different angles taken by investigators to Absolutely. vet to, to vet this guy to see if he's. And that's that's the thing I've always my my beef with LA. Now I loved I loved his research. I've always followed him. I always thought he, he's a, you know seems like a nice guy, whatever. But there was always this part of me that's like, well, how come he's not taking the extra steps? There needs to yeah. be more steps involved in this to get to the root of what's really going on. I mean, we don't know that... You know, I've seen this guy that he's talking about. I've seen him on several shows and, and things. But, in, you know, I don't know the guy from Adam. And, and his viewers don't know him from Adam. Now, if, if L.A. knows him pretty well now, you know, maybe he's gotten to know the guy pretty well. And maybe he is a Christian and all that. That's wonderful. And I'm glad he's a brother in Christ. But, but still, like you said, it's not... We can't just do the sensationalism thing. It's got to be a deeper dive if we really want to end this phenomenon as Christians, which I think we should. We're not trying to sell books or, you know, or documentaries or something. We're trying to end something to end these people's misery. And yet we're kind of, it's almost promoting it in, yeah. in a sense.
1: Yes. You know, we mentioned another name. Um, I'm not going to say that you can if you want. But it's another one that works in the same venue as him. That on his videos, he comes out and he's actually stated um, that these that Christians that believe they have stopped this experience by using the name and authority of Jesus Christ are deceived. Excuse me. Wow. You want to tell these people that? Because I'm not going to tell them that. You know, tell them face to face that. Because their life is back to a norm, that they're deceived in the whole thing, that God didn't do it for them.
3: So, so are so they're still having the experiences, they just can't remember them. I don't,
1: that's I what guess. I figure he must be saying,
3: <laughs> you know. Because, their if their life is better, they're not having these experiences, they're not terrified anymore. than to me, that you know, God, God isn't the author of confusion,
1: exactly. And but so, this is. These Mm -hmm. guys, I I can tell you why this is being pushed like that. This is the ones that, and he brought it up in that clip. You know the whole concept of um, the idea of of a genetic project going on. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, that's where this whole concept of of the hybrids and the Nephilim and everything else came about. You know, it it came about way back with, you know, with uh, Chuck Mitzler when he you know made that coined the phrase you know this this alien abduction thing sounds just like you know what we see in genesis 6 4 Mm -hmm. which was happening during the time of noah you know so that's where you hear all this as in the days of noah you know the similarity with the ufo thing but i don't see that you know you read matthew 24 and they don't talk about no giants they don't talk about no nephilim You know, the things that are leading up to, when they say, as in the days of Noah, they're spelled right out. But none of that stuff is in there. Mm -hmm. So this whole concept of of genetics, you know where this is coming from on the UFO side? This came from Bud Hopkins and David Jacobs, both non-Christian researchers into this realm, both using hypnotic regression to get people's memories out of them in this realm, okay? This is where the stories came from where people were recalling having things done to them that sounded like it had something to do with genetics, okay? And this is where the concept of they must be building a hybrid race. This is when the story got even bigger once that got out. Now all sorts of people are having experiences where the memories are given to them where they've been impregnated, their babies have been taken, they've shown the babies later. And I started looking at all of this and realizing that this is not physical to begin with. You know, it's not fit, they're not physically being taken. So, what's the purpose of all of that? And leaving it in the memory. And then it hit me this is predominantly a a female experience okay more than men a lot of men do have it because they've opened themselves up to it but mostly you see women as you know abductees because they're the ones that are going to bear the children okay um the crazy thing is it's genius concept to do because if they're implanting this false memory this spiritual visionary false memory then how best to control the person especially if it's female to hit them on the most important aspect of being a woman and that's the maternal instinct if you show a woman a child like they're doing in these memories they're hooked Those are hard to reach because you've got them sold out Okay, on that, that they're believing that their child is out there, no matter if it's half-breed or not. Then this has gone long enough to where now people are believing that they're actual hybrids. People are telling them, oh, you're a hybrid. Who told them they're a hybrid? Probably some new age guru that says, oh, I see your aura. It's not right. You must be an alien hybrid. Uh, Now go tell your dad that. Did you do that? Huh? No, probably not. But they'll tell everybody else on YouTube and whatever else media is out there. And go to conferences and tell people in the vendor area. You know, it's crazy. But think about what's happening here with this power of suggestion, especially the one with hypnosis that you're... Person in the chat's listening or watching. Here's how this works, and here's how I think this whole thing came about. When people have these experiences and they suspect because they woke up at some point and started having these memories, never while it's happening, it's always after the fact. And these memories coming forward. And they're going, that's like I saw on that TV show where they talked about people having these experiences. These memories are just like that. I'm going to go talk to my doctor about this. Not. Nobody goes to their doctor Mm -hmm. and talks to them about it. They're going to end up getting all sorts of tests done and put away somewhere. Um, Because not everybody believes this stuff. So who are you going to go talk about? You're going to search out somebody that will believe you. You're going to search out somebody that happens to do hypnotic regression to help you get those memories. So in essence, what have you just done before you ever go see them? You convinced yourself you're an abductee. Power is suggestion. You just self-suggested to yourself. You've convinced yourself that something's going to come out. All they're doing is giving you the easy avenue to do it. Okay. So all of this information about hybrids came from people under hypnotic regression. Hypnotic regression is not not recognized as being totally 100% acceptable in any matter at all. It's not allowed in court Mm -hmm. okay? because it cannot be trusted. But yet, these researchers accepted everything that came out of the mouth as being fact when they did these hypnotic regressions. And we're supposed to accept it as verbatim truth. I don't because I know better, but many people do. And guess who else is spouting that work? You just heard it on the clip. Christian researchers who are spouting this exact same information that's coming from flawed secular research. Okay? And they're using that to validate their belief in a hybrid race of Nephilim which is supposed to come from a mix of angels and humans, which we believe that the aliens are now angels, okay, as Christians. So we see this same idea in the UFO realm. So you put two and two together, and you end up with alien hybrid, okay? And then they go on to say that, well, this is a genetic, you know, this is from the seed of, you know, in, in... genesis 3 where serpent seed this is what you have in these hybrids so hybrids can't be saved okay um where in scripture does it say that doesn't it say that jesus came that all may be saved Mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of things here that run into a problem believing this whole nephilim concept giants i have no problem with giants talking about giants all you want i believe giants were real i just don't believe they were an offspring of angelic beings that's the only difference um there's no genetic bloodline that's demonic
0: joe before you before you go any further with that because i definitely want you to go we talked about that pre-show i want you to go into the whole you know how do angels and women come together that that they're Kind of portraying has happened in the past, but I wanted to go back to the scripture Matthew twenty four that you brought up earlier because I think you made a great point about it. Not, you know, it talks about the days of Noah as it was in the mm-hmm. days of Noah, and and you're right. Um, I've never really actually thought about it. Nowhere in this scripture in Matthew twenty four does it bring up anything about the sons. You know, the the well, what does it say in Genesis six? The uh, um, sons of renown, right? Or the sons the, of the God. Men, men of renown, sons of God. Yeah. So let, I'm going to throw this scripture up here. Let me uh, get this up here. Matthew 24, it says, uh, starting in verse 3, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. I find that very interesting that the first thing he tells you is don't be deceived. Yeah. Um, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. and because lawless, lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. And then the Nephilim will come, and the angels will come together. And <laughs> I'm not just joking. Um, so yeah, I you know that's a, such a great point, Joe, that I I never really thought about that because that is their argument that it's it hey it's just like the days of Noah so that has to happen but yet jesus himself never mentioned it and you would think the son of god the messiah would have brought that point up sure to to the
3: well, he, if, go if ahead. you if you if you look at the context he he mentions that they were behaving the same way yes. as in the days of noah it wasn't about genetics or other things no. it was about the same behaviors about yes giving in marriage and eating and drinking all the stuff that we're doing today, mm-hmm. yes, it's the same. There's no no new thing under the sun. We're we're still the same. We're still the same people. We're still doing the same things. It's not about the other things we read in Genesis, and um, and so it's just interesting to me that that one that one line. with with a lot of scripture people do this with a lot of scripture they'll take one line of scripture and they'll go this means this and it's like but read the rest of it and you get the context of it if you read it in full right saying oh as in the days of noah oh look see it, it just means that such and such with hybrids you know that's a lot of leaping and confusion again sure
0: you know genesis 6 actually says all their the men's imagination were evil continually Imaginations, imaginations. It says that in Genesis six. So you know, look. I mean, let's face it. Our imag- <laughs> If you live in this world, your imagination can be pretty evil. Until you, 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 know. That's why it says renew your mind daily, be transformed, because we know that we're susceptible to evil. That's that's in our nature as human beings from the sin, from the fallen, from the fallen uh, uh, state that we came from, from Adam and Eve. But again there's there i i joe i think that's such a great point i don't know how i never saw that before but that is such a great point that that line is not spoken of by jesus
7: nope
0: so let's let's get into the nephilim because you had some really good points before we went live about what i was wishing we were recording when he was talking about this i'm like oh this is so good people are gonna want to because everybody always brings up the nephilim always that's that's you know a big one so let let's go there and what is your analysis and your theory on what actually happened in genesis 6
1: well, let's let's look at what these beings are capable of doing, and we're dealing with demonic entities. Okay, they have they got a bad agenda in the first place, mm-hmm. and it talks about them. You know, it even mentions and they'll bring it up in, uh, in which one is it in Hebrews where it talks about the 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 angels that left their first estate. Well, yeah, they came here. Okay, I have no problem with that. So we know we're dealing with these entities the thing is what we do know about them is they can influence okay we know that we deal with their influence all the time because we allow it to happen um this visual this uh visionary experience that these abductees get it's because that's an influence that they can have over us they can give us these thoughts um, demonic harassment we deal with but there's also demonic possession where people allow the entities to fully take over um they, i don't hear much about it anymore but when i was in the new age realm they used to use a term called a walk-in and a walk-in is where a human person their their spirit has been replaced by one of these uh,
0: gods. You know, they call yeah. them gods. Yeah, little gods. Yeah, right. mm-hmm.
1: and they're not the same person anymore. Matter of fact, I used to I used to to talk with one. I knew one here where I lived uh, years ago. And she was married and, you know, her husband's, he's still with her, but he says she's not the same person, you know, and, uh, very confusing, but that you're talking about a full possession. Okay. And it doesn't have to be your Hollywood nasty possession. It just means that these people have relinquished control. Uh, excuse me. Isn't that what they're doing with CE5? Mm-hmm they're they're relinquishing yep. control well if you give over to these seducing spirits you know they're making promises blah 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 these entities came into our realm which they they could influence our realm they left their estate they're no longer behaving where they're supposed to be now they've taken possession of these men okay and they take the that's their way of taking humans as wives, okay? It makes everything still fit. These men were able to take them as wives. The outcome were be- where children had turned out abnormal, okay? But that's called a mutation. That's not called a hybrid, okay? It's a mutation. It's still a human being. The spirit that's inside this person who had the you know the sex with the the woman, they're still a human being, but they're being controlled by a demonic spirit, okay? That doesn't carry over into the child. The effects can, but not genetic. There's no genetic to carry over, okay. I believe they was corrupted enough to, probably through the possession of that person that something got corrupted and so hence the mutation and the giants came about. But that's not an angelic being having sex with a, a human woman. That's them experiencing the sex mm-hmm. with a human woman by being in the possession of the, the body of that man. I think that they can experience that 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 sex. Okay, this is why we hear the succubus and the incubus and everything over history. We we read about those stories. I think that's still what we're seeing. Um, the concept now that they've taken these entities are using it for is a control factor. Whether they're experiencing, you know, whether they're, they're actually experiencing the sex, I don't think so i think it's still part of that that memory thing that they're giving them mm-hmm. it's just part of the deception you know what makes it more complicated remember god's still in charge he's not going to allow them to do this again okay if they supposedly did it one time and they got put in you know
0: gloomy darkness chain, court,
1: chain, yeah. darkness, mm-hmm. they're not going to be allowed to come out and do it again okay um nothing fits this more easily. And you gotta look at easy first as a researcher. You don't look at the most crazy answer first. You gotta look and rule everything out. If you happen to be left with only this unbelievable crazy answer, so be it. But we never are. It's because people are using it to they're lazy. They don't want to do the work. So let's say we're okay there. Well, what about these other scriptures they use? Well, when i talk about they keep using i hear quotes about uh the one from daniel where he's describing the he he's breaking down the uh the king's dream mm-hmm. where he talks about the statue when they get to the you know down to the toes where it's iron mixed with uh miry clay you know but they don't read the rest of the scripture that they never mix they never. Nothing ever came about it, of it. They 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 try to mix, but there is no mix. It doesn't create something else. Okay, then you got the part like we read in in Matthew twenty four. No mention. First thing is, don't be deceived. That's most important of all. If you look at Ephesians six twelve, what about that one? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Okay. And the whole thing points to a spiritual being. So, why are we now wrestling against hybrids on the planet where scripture says that's not what we wrestle against? Okay. So, you got a lot you got to deal with here. There was another one, too. Again, where you're telling me that they can't be saved because they got, a, they got demonic genes in them. Okay. They, they're part of the, the demon bloodline, that demon seed heresy raising its head again. Um, where Jesus said that, no, I come that everybody can be saved. Well, how can everybody be saved if you've got demons' bloodline running around on the planet? They can't be. So somebody's got this mixed up, you know, or God's lying to us, you know, which I don't know which it is. You know, I know which it is, but they need to admit Mm -hmm. which it is. The whole thing comes from, and I, I take them back to it. The whole thing is they relied on flawed secular research to build their foundation on okay by accepting that what these two researchers were saying was absolute valid and there's no evidence that any of it is valid but yet that's what they're basing this on they keep saying no we base it on the word of god no you're saying that this Alien hybrid, alien abduction experience and this genetic hybridization that we see with it is what's matching Genesis 6-4. So you are trusting the, the research. You can't say you're not, okay, because you are, because that's where that came from. Nobody else is supporting that. I will tell you, my 30 years of looking into it. I'm not supporting it because there's no evidence for it. There are no hybrids around. Just because somebody says they passed somebody with crazy eyes on the escalator doesn't mean that there's hybrids. It means somebody saw something weird.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? And who's to say it's not... Again, the demons, all they do is deceive. I mean, that's their... So that's it. They can manifest over somebody's face. like If, any, if you've ever seen a deliverance happen... You can see people's faces do crazy things. I mean, like contort, their bodies contort. It's really, really weird. Sure. Um, and if, you know, like you say, if you pass someone on an escalator and all of a sudden their eyes look like reptiles or something, who's to say that's not just a spiritual thing that you're seeing of the demonic presence that's behind that person or in that person at that moment? You don't, we don't exactly. understand all this stuff completely. Two Rivers brought up um, a couple things. He said, um, Uh, eggs can be manipulated into cellular division without sperm experimentally it is an energy force so why wouldn't demons be allowed to manipulate the woman's egg cell to cellular division and it taken over by demon possession
1: you still have a human being possession is not genetic possession is spiritual you you have a you have a baby that's born with a with a spirit in it that's not of god yeah but it's still a human being it's not got a genetic bloodline mm-hmm. there is no demon bloodline they're spiritual beings they have no blood it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood it tells you who these beings are when they manifest as humans they're not human beings, okay? They're a manifestation that appears to look human. They have no genetics. These were created beings. They don't make new ones, angels, okay? They don't, angels don't procreate and have new angels. These were created in the beginning. They're still there. They got nothing to procreate with. You're taking science fiction and trying to mix it with science. You need to go back to biology class. Okay?
3: I would think it would be much more likely that if, if you have uh, people that were living for a thousand years and there was demonic influence that they were being fed information on how to do genetic modifications themselves, not necessarily hybridizing with the demonic influences. And I've always kind of wondered about this with the giants and if god god's original creation of man was much larger and we've actually degraded over time over over the generations or if perhaps there was a level of technology before the flood occurred that uh is 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 either undiscovered or we don't understand because we have the technology we do today and it goes back to what you were talking about with the um the megalithic structures and the things and the the idea that you know this couldn't have happened, but if you think about it, you had eight people come off the Noah uh, off the ark. What would they have built their tools out of? Stone. They're not going to be mining iron and immediately able to make, you know, um, uh, alloys and 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 high high technology. If they're coming off of an ark, they're going to build a shovel and a pick out of stone because that's what's going to be readily available and easy for them to do. Um, and a flood could have wiped out everything sure but uh but but the idea that you know well because we are where we are today that there was no other civilization that couldn't have reached some kind of um something similar to where we are today or maybe even completely different i think that is it, it it's discounting you know all of this history and and especially if if the if the bible is true which i believe it's true and people lived for 900 years imagine what you can accomplish in a 900 year lifespan
0: Yep, and and think about this the closer we were to adam the more intelligent humans were we had we were more uh i mean adam was created perfect you know sin as it deteriorates the body the mind the spirit everything as we go through time the intelligence we have today probably doesn't even compare to what they were they had back Mm -hmm. then um and yeah michael i agree 100 percent that Who's to say all the raw materials on earth that we use right now for all of our technology have always been available. It just needed a mind to put, to assemble it and put it together in the correct order to make software, to make a computer, to make, you know, whatever the technology we have, a light bulb, like all of that was always available. It was just a mind that was needed to do it. So who's to say in our distant past, and I, you know, I'm a young earther, I, I believe we're probably less than 12,000 years not everybody agrees with that, but that's okay. Good. Yeah, I, um, I'm really even closer to seven or eight, uh, six or seven thousand, to be honest. But um, but I believe you know even in that short amount of time, six, a lot can happen. Think about what just happened over the last two hundred and fifty years as far as technology. So I don't think it's a stretch to say that. Um, two rivers wanted to clarify. He said, "I'm not looking at it in the case of blood from a demon. It's cells. It's cells blood from within the body. I'm looking into." Biophysics and biochemistry. I'm not sure I quite understand. Uh, Not sorry. Real
3: quick. Yeah. Uh, If I disappear, it's because my phone died. So I'll stick around as long as I
0: can. (laughs) Gotcha. But uh,
3: I'm I'm super low on battery. But I'll I'll stick around as long as I can. Cool.
0: Cool. So I don't know, Joe. What do you think about that? You think we could have, in our past, had some of this technology and even greater technology?
1: Um I don't think it's technology I think knowledge, yes um we knew how to do things that we just haven't figured out how they did them yet you know just because it we we don't know exactly how it was done, you just don't jump to the most extraordinary thing you know uh it just admitted you know we're still looking into that you know just say that. You know that. Back to the. I got to finish the last little bit on the Nephilim part. You know the danger with all of that. That teaching is if you look at history. Any time a race of people has been demonized, it's been followed by a Holocaust.
0: Hmm. You mean literally? demonized not not figuratively yeah Mm -hmm.
3: yeah they're not human they're -hmm. they're not the same species or they're so they're 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 not they're not as good or as uh desirable yeah i i get what you're saying there Mm
1: -hmm. and i'm i'm just afraid that if we keep pushing this teaching that these hybrids are demonic you know what's going to happen when your daughter starts dating a new age guy or other vice versa and they bring them home to meet you as a parent and you're a devout christian that's been listening to all this stuff and they tell you uh here's uh here's mary uh we just started dating i think we're gonna probably end up you know making it a thing get married uh um
3: by the, the way, shotgun. Mary's
1: Mary's Mary's a hybrid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh that ain't happening, you know. Yeah. But the thing is, it can be worse than that. Because it could get to a point to where some crazy believer yeah, takes it in his own hands to start fighting back. You know? All yeah. because somebody believes they're a hybrid. Uh-huh. That's true,
0: yeah, history repeats itself it does that.
1: that's what just that's something that I'm afraid of, you know, and another sad thing is is this whole teaching, and that's a red flag in itself is this whole teaching on the on the Nephilim hybrids and the Nephilim giants it's you know it's it's easily accepted by um the other parts of the UFO community, uh, it seems that uh, they're, they're kind of welcome to be able to, to talk in those groups, you know. But God forbid I tell the truth.
3: Hmm. And and you have the information that helps people too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: that's the, That's yeah. That's the interesting piece.
0: Joe's you know, Joe, I, Joe's kind of like the uh, buzzkill when he comes to these conferences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> I'm the I'm the
1: game stopper. You know, I just put that out recently on my Facebook page. I said, you know, all we got to do is just say no to the UFO and it's gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. It's it's that easy to answer what this subject is. You want to you want to find out what it is? Turn it off. Turn it off. It will go away.
3: Oh, yeah
0: but but it won't because people are too fascinated by it they love like we talked earlier they just love that mysticism yeah. they like that unknown thing michelle brought up um well then what makes up a hybrid is it just someone brainwashed uh pretty much mhm yeah i would say it's mind control more than anything
1: yeah yeah somebody's convinced them that they fit everything to be a, to be a hybrid but like i said uh do they got the courage to go tell their earthly dad that he's not their dad? Right. You know, most of them don't do that. <laughs>
0: Thanks
1: yeah. for Trinity, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I kind of fell for this, some of this stuff, hook, line, and sinker in my younger youth. But the more you know the Bible and you understand God's word and the truth, it just becomes very obvious that there's an agenda out there and it's, it's the other side's agenda. It's not God's yep. agenda. And and no. thank God, literally, we have a divining rod that tells us what is truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I've said this a million times to people that don't believe. It. I'm like, well, you know what? Eventually you keep pursuing this thing, it's gonna lead you to truth. And then you have to make a decision. And it's kind of yep. the, it's it's the same thing with anything. Truth by nature is divisive. It's going to divide. That's what it does. And you can accept it or you can reject it. No one's twisting your arm to make you believe something. If you want to believe that aliens are coming down and they're the saviors of this planet and they've come from billions of light years away and to this little blue marble in the, in the, the solar system uh, and, and they've come to, to save us and show us that, you know, we, we can all have the Christ consciousness and all this stuff that they supposedly tell you, but they never, but they always deny Jesus Christ is Lord. You'll never hear them say Jesus is Lord. Never that that's, and, and why, why Joe of all the different religions on the planet, why is it always Christianity that they're attacking? That's just, why don't they go after Buddha? Why don't they go after Allah or, or um, you know, some of the other prophets in some of these other, or, or Joseph, what, what was uh, the guy that started uh, the Mormon? Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith, you know. It, you never hear that it's always Jesus for some reason. Yeah, and you want to know why?
1: Because the way you ask the question with all these other belief systems, there's really only two belief systems. There's those that believe who Jesus is and those that don't. Mm -hmm. The other ones are all mixed in with that side that don't. This was it it, to give you an example of that, that first conference I spoke at ever as a Christian in Springfield, Missouri. I, I, I took a moment during the panel discussion to, to give them an understanding of my experience, uh, coming out there to springfield my partner sitting there with me and i told him i said uh, to my partner when we got here i said we need to go find out what springfield's under okay he says why well, do you do that and i says we'll go find a new age bookstore here in springfield see if they got any look it up in the phone book we did we found four or five we i chose this one we got in a rental car we found it This place was as huge as any giant uh, grocery store. It looked like an old grocery store that that had been converted into a new age gathering place, bookstore, trinket sales, and all of that. Well, my partner had never been into one of these places, even a smaller one. So I said, I'm going to take you on a tour because I used to frequent these all the time. When you go in there, first section you see is an ism. Okay, next section another one, totally different. Next section totally different, and it was aisle upon aisle, just like the grocery store would be with different things. Okay, not one of them agreed with the other one. <laughs> okay, everything from Taoism, Buddhism, Sha- Shaoism, uh. American Indian was tied in there with it, belief systems. Uh, Everything from the Far East you could think of. All the hippie stuff that was made up with a mix of everything. And then you get all the way around to the back back last row. And that was alternative lifestyle. Hmm. Mixed all in with it. So what do you have here? You have every single thing. That even though they're telling you different things, they all agree that Jesus is not who he says he is. Those are all of your beliefs under one roof. Yep. And he was amazed. But the sad thing that I was telling the story was, is they're in unison in their message. They all can come together and get along. To teach you that Jesus is not real. But here we are. I I told them I passed 13 churches to get back here to this church. And none of those churches will talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Because of split denominations. Because they've made themselves businesses where they don't want to lose their crowd. They don't want their youth going to that youth group because they'll wander off, you know. It's sad we are not united as a church against this enemy in this battle, but yet the enemy is totally united with all of these crazy points that they come at us in this battle.
0: That's actually something L.A. addresses quite a bit when he goes to these churches and does his his uh, talks. Is that you know he'll ask you know do you guys talk about aliens? You do you discuss this? And no one you know they're like no we never discuss this. And then he'll say well how many of you had an experience? And he'll yep. get, you know, like half the crowd will raise their hand or a little less than half. And it's, it is, this is more common than we'd like it to be. But again, it's not the little grays. This is, it's common because Jesus, if I mean, let's face it, you read the New Testament. Jesus wasn't just sitting around, you know, drinking wine with the, with the disciples. They were casting out demons on a regular sure. basis. Sure. And what, what makes us think that they just went away? Like they're just what they don't. They don't want to play anymore. They just went back to their sandbox and played by themselves and took the ball and went home. No, of course they're still up to the same tricks. Uh, It's the same deception.
1: And we're not being taught how to get rid of them in the church. You know, I mean, we talked about this before, I think, on your show. But how many times have Christians sit in church service and heard that sermon, put on the whole armor of God, you know, to defend yourself against the wiles of the enemy? You know, that's from Ephesians chapter 6. First, who are we dealing with and how to protect yourself? Put on the whole armor of God. Verse uh, 13 through 17. They leave you standing there in verse 17 by after putting on the helmet of salvation and taking up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And they left you standing there in defense. Did I tell you about any case that stopped that way? Nope. Not one.
0: Where where to go on the yeah, where to go on the offense?
1: You have to go on the offense. And that's not being taught, you know? Because if you learn that, who do you need to help you?
0: You know Jesus. But Joe, wouldn't you say that I mean Christianity in general has been effeminized. It's like I, I really feel like it's been kind of watered down. And it's this milk toast type Christianity, plastic Christianity, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Me and Michael, you know, on a lot of these shows, we're exposing these guys that claim to be Christians and they're not Christians. They're just charlatans. And it's, I think that attitude has infiltrated even good churches where it's kind of like, well, we just sit back and Jesus is coming back and he's going to make things right. Well, of course he is. But he, he said to occupy it till I come. And, he, yes. and didn't he say go out and preach to every creature the gospel? You know, um, like he didn't say. <laughs> he, he didn't say just sit around do nothing and you know everything's going to be fine, hunky dory. You know, no, we're we're to get up and do something, yes. and and exercising our authority is at the top of that list because if you're not just like Michael and you spoke earlier about having um, spiritual authority over your household as as the husband and the father, if you're not doing that, I promise you, in a Christian household, you're going to have problems. Yep. Because when I was getting lazy and I wasn't doing it, I'll tell you what, there was all kinds of hell breaking loose. Yep. And as soon as you start exercising again, it stops. It's very real. And I know, like, if, if you're an unbeliever out there or, you know, atheist, agnostic, whatever, I get it. You're, you're kind of, you know, shrugging your shoulders and laughing and rolling your eyes. But I'll tell you what, when you experience it and you live it, when I became a Christian, that's when I knew the other that I was deceived before that's when the scales came off the eyes the veil was dropped and I knew the demonic realm was real because everything started happening to me when I became a believer all, uh, my I remember my dad they were devout Catholics uh and <laughs> I remember he said what is going on in your life what is going like every even you know my friends were like recognizing like what's happened what why has everything changed all of a sudden and they just didn't understand it because they you know they weren't born again they didn't understand it from the spiritual side. And even at a young, you know, I was a baby Christian. I understood, oh man, this is like evil. It's coming after me fast and furious.
3: Yeah. One, one thing I can attest to in my walk is the more of God's word I have in my life, the stronger that I am when things hit me, bad things hit me, temptations come the less of God's word I have in my life. That's when more sin creeps in more, uh, more temptation creeps in. And it's, it's, it's true. Ephesians is true, you know, arming yourself with with the word. That's a, that's, that's an ongoing thing. Just as you said earlier, Joe, you know, you could read the same scripture a hundred times and get a hundred different things from that living word. And the more you read it, the the more uh, spiritual armor, the more spiritual strength you have. The stronger your spirit man becomes, and the weaker the flesh becomes. And one thing I've noticed about all of the other, a lot of the other philosophies, is a lot of the other philosophies almost lean into the flesh, make you into an animal. When we're supposed to deny the flesh, and we're supposed to walk in the spirit, it's the complete opposite aspect. And I think it's funny when people talk about ascension. Or how these aliens are gonna come and save us all when we're acting like animals
2: mm-hmm.
3: more and more every day.
2: <laughs>
3: yep. If I was an alien and I came, I'd be like, uh, no, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Yeah. Turn <laughs> around, put it in reverse. <laughs>
0: Remember we passed we passed uh, Saturn on the way, let's go back there, see what's up with that <laughs> planet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why, you know, that's such a good point, Mike. Like, why would you pick this planet when you got all the crap that goes on all the turmoil and like i don't know it's just when you really you know this is the other argument too that i i used to fall for this and then you start thinking logically you're like this makes no sense you know the biggest argument is well who are we we're just this little blue planet and we're just these little human beings in this great gigantic universe and and how can there not be life out there on another planet when it's so big and so gigantic and and you know we can't even see the end of the that doesn't make any sense because if you truly understand how life begins, there's a creator that creates life. And if he chooses to make life on one planet in this huge universe, that's what he chose to do. And that's not hard to believe if you're a Christian. Now, I no. get it. If, if you're an atheist, you're like, well, yeah, but, you know, I believe in, you know, in evolution and I believe in. OK, well, you can believe in that, but uh, there's no evidence for it <laughs> there. In fact, all the evidence points to creationism. So. To me, that's that's an illogical argument to say that, well, yeah, you know, there's got to be some life out there because there's so many planets and, it's, and the universe is so big. That doesn't, who cares? All the, let's just look at the sand on beaches in the world. I don't know how much sand there is in the world, but, you know, am, am I going to find one piece of sand etched, you know, John loves Mary on it somewhere mm-hmm. under a microscope? No, you're never going to find it because it takes intelligence to do that. And that's you know that's equivalent to all the stars in the universe, maybe. I don't know. Like, Doesn't make sense.
1: But another one, too, is let's go back to the book. What does he say? He said he made the stars for signs and seasons.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And you can see that all through ancient alien shows because everything is used for aligning up to the stars for seasonal crop growing and
3: everything else.
1: You know, summer solstice, winter solstice, all that stuff. You see that
3: stuff. And the same stars stars in the same locations. Exactly.
1: Because up until, you know, the 1800s, the world was agricultural. All of it was, you know, there was no industry anywhere until the, the 18, you know, the Industrial Revolution. But so it makes sense why they did all of that. You know, it wasn't because they were worshiping anything. It's because they needed to know when to plant, you know, and make the best of their crops. These are, these are archeolog- or, or, what do you call it, agricultural geniuses. You know, if we knew what they knew, we'd probably have a whole lot of better growing system than we got. Um, another one, too, if you look at the end of the book, remember, God, he's, he's telling us things in this book. You go to the end in Revelation you know I'm talking way at the end who's in heaven who do we see in heaven at the end you see the angels the hosts of heaven the spiritual beings you see God Jesus his throne and who else the righteous descendants of Adam Mm-hmm. Adams from planet Earth. There's nobody else there. You think that he just created life everywhere and then just they don't have an opportunity?
0: Yeah, because all of creation has fallen. It's not just it's creation. not just human beings, it's all of creation. Everything is moaning. And longing yeah. for the Messiah. Yeah. So that's. But yeah.
1: salvation was for the, dis- the righteous descendants of Adam. No other extraterrestrials from any other world mm-hmm. are there.
3: You just hit the nail on the head, Joe. Hey, that's why they're coming here. They're trying to get saved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they came
0: to hear the
4: gospel. <laughs>
3: there we go.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I figured that would be one of two things, you know, they, they, uh, I like sci-fi. I'm a big fan. I'm still a fan of sci-fi. I enjoy I am too. Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things, you know, they, they, um, they like to put in the sci-fi movies where the aliens come and it's a big problem for the Christians. And it's like, uh, it wouldn't be a big problem for me. I would ask them the question you asked earlier, who is Jesus Christ? And if they answer that correctly, hey, that just com- that further confirms my faith regardless sure. of who they are whoever's coming from anywhere you know, to me it's just that simple I mean, it's not going to shake my faith but I think that that strong delusion can manifest in some kind of a fake alien invasion you know, some kind of a some kind of a worldwide uh, orchestrated event that makes people think, oh man, you know, it's sh- people that are fence sitters, you know, go all in on the wrong side of the fence. I, I, I know my faith and mm-hmm. I, I, I'll endure unto the end. That's, that's, that's my, that's my philosophy yeah, Me it's too. what the
0: Joe, how does you know? how does how does the strong delusion look in your opinion? I mean, is it mixed with is it mankind interacting with these demons to to persuade the world to follow the antichrist? And they bring some you know Project Blue Beam, and you know they use all the technology we don't really know about to make this fake alien invasion and all these UFOs attacking. And I mean, or is it just something? Mars attack. Uh, <laughs> Mars attack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or is it just like you know? Ev- spiritually deceived everybody's just you know there's there's a bunch of people that are just spiritually deceived and they it's it's just delusion that's within them so to speak
1: that's what i see it as i i believe that more and more are going to fall away this is the falling away this is a one of the causes of the falling away the doubt that's being put in people's minds by this delusion you know
3: i'll deal with you guys What's
0: oh, that he just uh-huh. lost power lost
1: it. <laughs> it, on the on the other oh, hand st- the, the, this what's being missed it's really important, I believe is even with this strong delusion that I believe we're being dealt with here, no better time in history than now has the church had to witness to the lost because now we're this close to believing in something that's here that they never believed in before. Remember, back in the 50s when this all started, this phenomenon, these beings were from local planets in our solar system. Mm -hmm. Once we were able to jump out there with our probes and realize, oh, there ain't nothing there, (laughs) next thing you know, those aliens are no longer from our solar system. Now they're from galactic systems way far out. Where we can't reach and prove wrong. But they're still extraterrestrial biological entities. Come 2006, 7, 8, right around in that time, it started to change. Now we're hearing, well, maybe these things are something else. Moving up until tonight, today's time, where we're actually hearing the word interdimensional or other dimensional. Which puts us, just a vocabulary word or two, away from spiritual beings, as a Christian knows them to be. So if they've gotten humanity moved into this transition to the point to where now humanity's starting to be accepting of a non-human entity mm-hmm. existing... How much closer do we need to be to show them we've known that all along? We've been trying to tell you. Now you believe it's possible. Well, let me tell you who they are and why we believe that. There is no better opportunity in humanity's timeline than right now to reach these lost people with what the Bible story tells us. This is all I've been using the whole time is to say, you need to look at this because everything you've been telling us, we've already seen through the eyes as a Christian. It fits everything that the Bible's telling us. And if the church would just grasp that, what a harvest we would have of souls. Oh, yeah.
0: But they're missing it, they really are. Yeah, it's, gosh, I guess, um, gosh, there's a quote. I wish I could find it right now. There's There was a scientist that said something that was, it would be perfect for what you just stated. And I can't remember where I had it. I thought I had it on my phone. Uh, let me see if this is it. Darn it. No, I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. It's basically saying what you said. Like At the end of the day, Christians were right. You know these scientists—they go through all their experiments, all their theories, and they've spent centuries digging and doing all these things, and then they climb up to the top of the mountain. They're like, "Oh, they were right. The Christians were. The Bible was yep. right. Like the Word of God was right." And that's—it is. It's—it's it's, no one. I don't want to say no one, but but unbelievers, the the unbelieving world does not want it to be true. And and Joe, it all—it just comes down to that we don't want to be accountable. I mean, look, as a Christian, there's yeah. times I don't want to be accountable. Of course I don't because, you know, I'm weak. My flesh is weak, but I have to be accountable, you know, and and there has to be accountability. I mean, look at, geez, just look at our government (laughs) without accountability. Look where (laughs) you're at. I mean, that just shows you at the end of the day that when there's no accountability, it's a bad world to live in. Sure. You know, and I I don't know. I just, uh, I'm with you. I, I think... I think we're getting to a point where... I think it's really the sifting of the church. That's what's going on. You're seeing the great sifting. And uh, he said judgment starts in his house first. And I think yes. we're ca- we're in that. So, yes. all right, let's end. I'm going to... We're over three hours here. I know you want to get going. I want to end on one thing, though. Let's end on a great... On a good note with cattle mutilations. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs>
0: that's all... We, oh, here, I got a little...
1: Uh, that one's easy.
0: I got this little thing here. <laughs>
1: nice yeah
0: i don't know who comes up with those graphics but they're pretty good um so tucker carlson you know he did a series he's got that uh it's not actually on his eight o'clock show but he's got that other series tucker today i think it's called or something um and he had these cattle mutilations trying to explain i mean he had some butchers on showing that it's impossible for men to cut them up the way they do without the blood you know being spilled everywhere and stuff what's Look, You know what, let me play the video first, and then I want you to comment.
4: We found a dead
1: bull. Not one drop of blood. And the scavengers won't eat it, and it doesn't rot.
4: And I said, what? Over the past 40 years, more than 10 animals have been killed in very strange ways. The mammary glands, the udders, brain was gone. It's cored out like a just...
7: Mystery has overwhelmed law enforcement.
5: There's no evidence to point to one thing or another.
1: To go replicate that, I don't think that would be possible.
3: People see helicopters, ranches, think it could be bacteriological weapons testing.
6: Lots of speculation. Aliens coming and taking our animals.
4: It's the greatest unsolved serial crime spree in history.
7: So, we took
0: up the case ourselves.
4: Tucker Carlson Originals, Cattle Mutilations, streaming August 11th.
0: So, have you ever come across any of these mutilations in your studies, your research, or anybody that's been around them?
1: Yeah, I've talked to uh, some of the researchers that have done a lot of work with them. Um, Even when I was out there in uh, Springfield for that conference, there was a gentleman that was there at the conference. He used to be with the sheriff's department and he told us about, they found, um, a carcass, uh, the hide, um, and it was left in a cube. you know, so big and when they opened it up, it just kept unfolding and you know it was an entire hide of a cow you know and that's like it was it was just left there and they like he says that was the most bizarre thing he'd ever come across you know um i don't think that's related to the same type of thing but they were familiar in in missouri with cattle mutilation well i looked into cattle mutilation i looked into it without the eyes of my ufo glasses on I, I didn't wear those when i looked at the, the research with that so i guess it depends on your what you're wearing when you go to look at something mm-hmm. same thing when you go to look at biblical scripture what are you wearing you're wearing your own personal glasses where you're trying to make it fit what you believe uh do you have your ufo glasses on where everything supernatural a ufo in the bible or do you just leave them off and let god read for you right okay so i did that with the the cattle mutilations and what i found was there were a lot most of the centers around the four corners area in the midwest okay there's a there's a center area where it's very frequent it, it's been frequent so I looked at that same area, and I also found a high number of reports of UFO and helicopter activity in that same area. Okay, I'm going, well, okay, we could have real helicopters. And some of the times they're just called UFOs because they couldn't pinpoint that it was actually a helicopter. Wind blowing sound the other direction. They were mm-hmm. too far away to hear. All they saw was something they just said unidentified. Fine, that's no problem, um, but it all was coming out of this same area. And then I got to thinking, well, why this area being the the hotspot? What happened in this area that makes it a hotspot? So I just started googling things in there and found reports and UFO reports that went back quite a ways, some in the '60s, and I'm thinking, okay. So we're back around that time period. So I looked and seen, trying to see what happened in this area. And I found something, which was interesting. And it made simple sense the more I looked at it. If you, the area I'm talking about is Farmington, uh, New Mexico. It's up in that four corner area. A lot of UFO activities up there. North of uh, Albuquerque, way up in the corner. Um, When I started looking into the history, there was an event there that happened in 1965, if I'm remembering right, 64 or 65. The U.S. military got involved in a project. They were asked to help in a project for fracking for oil in the area. And the idea was because of the time period and the location, the idea was they were looking at uh, atomic blasts as a frac, as for fracking the ground to get oil out.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay. But going down in the ground and causing an underground atomic blast to shake the rock to be able to get the oil out instead of using high pressure water like they use now for fracking so they did this they actually did this it was called operation gas buggy and it, you can find the information on the internet and here's what i got to thinking Putting my knowledge together, okay. I'm I got a background in safety and environmental health, okay. So, I started thinking, how would they know they didn't have any ground leakage? You have to run monitors for that, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to be the biggest concern is radiation leaking from the ground, contaminating groundwater, um, leaking upward to where it's going to hurt people in the area. Well, guess who lives in that area where they did the fracking? It's on an Indian reservation.
0: I was going to say, that's a huge Indian. I mean, that whole Four Corners area is all reservations.
1: So can you imagine doing something like that and causing more damage to the American Indians Mm -hmm. than what we've done over the past 200 years? Right. They wouldn't want that to show up. So just to keep their butts covered, they monitor and monitor and monitor. Well, what are you going to be monitoring? Well, believe it or not, They got a Bureau of Land Management office there in Farmington that people in the office, they're all environmental people, they go out and they test everything. Have been for years. Who else do you think is testing?
0: Our government's out there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Pretty Mm -hmm. sure they are. Mm -hmm. What better way to test than from an animal that is a ground eater from the ground level? each grass, each grains, Mm -hmm. those are cows, many cows in the area. And they, they're, the areas are vast open deserts where they free roam, you know, all over you can sneak in there anytime at night and do your little dirty deed of taking parts for testing. What parts of an animal would you take for testing for radiation? or biological or anything else you're testing for. Soft tissue. Hmm. See, everything he mentioned on that video, did he not? Yeah. He also even brought up the idea that they may be testing for something. I'm pretty sure they are testing for something. But does that sell magazines and articles and videos? No, it doesn't. Mm -mm. Here's what's even neater to look at is four corners being the hot spot well are there cattle mutilations other places yeah they start branching out over the map and they get less and less as you get farther away but they're wondering if this stuff might be far reaching could it be running water currents underground could it be following the wind pattern also Everything is right there to show you that this has been one big test program, but they're doing it under the cover of night.
0: How do they, okay, I guess the part that would, is a little baffling, is the blood. Like, how is there never any blood, or is that just, you know, not really necessarily true? Maybe there is spots of blood and they're just not reporting it? They're
1: just doing it someplace else.
0: Okay. So they'll 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 drag the cow off maybe two three four five hundred yards away do the deed put the carcass back out there where they got it in the first place
1: I think they're probably picking them up
0: oh oh oh, just, oh okay yeah that would make he, sense here's
1: the best part about the UFO phenomenon and all its aspects it's the best free cover-up for what the government's doing elsewhere <laughs> because we're saying it's aliens are stealing our cows yeah
0: look at the shiny meanwhile,
1: object yeah meanwhile they're they're sitting back going uh oh, thank you we didn't have to pay for a program to cover this up <laughs> you know they're doing it for us uh area 51 that's a place where we we develop secret aircraft so our enemy doesn't know what we're building thank you we don't have to pay for a program to cover that up you know
0: yeah it's always that uh, look at the shiny object look over here while we're doing something else yeah 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 that that does make a lot of sense again see it can there's usually a logical answer to all of this stuff but but because you've been brainwashed by all these shows on history channel and discovery and all the other ones and movies you just your your mind in our western culture automatically goes to the scientific you know uh science fiction type scenario rather than just a logical conclusion like let's let's look at the you know let's put two and two together and see what we come up with and it it does seem like we've just been programmed that way i know like since i was a kid i all i watched when i was a kid was you know space shows so i was brainwashed you know from the time i was three years old you know yep yeah that makes sense well joe man what another great show (laughs) just (laughs) chock full of information i love it i couldn't wait for this show i was like i was so excited um because every time you come out yeah let's show the t-shirt i love that t-shirt that's
1: yeah on the last note you know don't talk to
0: strangers (laughs) (laughs) oh i gotta get one of those that's awesome yeah you know again you rebuke them that's what you do you don't want to entertain these things you don't want to invite them in your house you don't. you don't need that you don't need the trauma you don't need the no the deception they bring with it guard and your family.
1: C- the ce5 thing you know yeah just I- in case any of you people are looking to that these people are looking to talk to some type of interdimensional entity i don't care if you think they're spiritual or not but the thing is you're gonna pay money to do that excuse me i can have you speaking and talking and having a personal relationship with the creator of the universe for free mm-hmm. let me introduce you to it i know him he'd love to meet you why settle for second best or third or fourth or fifth
0: yeah why and it's the only thing that's free there's nothing else in this life that's free. That's the only no. thing free and most will reject it, which sadly, um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I know, <laughs> man. it's hard. Joe, thank you so much. Appreciate you brother for coming on. Always yeah. a pleasure. I, the, I
1: love you guys. You
0: guys got a great show. Oh, uh, thanks man. I appreciate it. I wish Michael could have, you know, had his studio in order cause I'm sure he had a lot, a lot more questions. We, um, <clears throat> this this sunday well we used to do this on sundays now it's saturday nights but um this is a fun show cuz we just we kind of cover a whole broad range of topics a lot of progressive christianity and fake christian sure. stuff and try to expose all that stuff but this is another aspect of that it's a, this is an aspect that most people wouldn't associate with christianity you know unless you're a christian then you you know some right. christians understand it but on the outside no one ever puts them together and realizes, oh, wait a minute, this is just a spiritual thing going on. This is exactly what the Bible's been talking about for thousands of years. Yeah, and so that's what I like I like having you on because it it might open eyes, and maybe churches will start talking about this, and pastors, and say, you know what? We need to deal with this crap. We can't let this fester.
1: If not, I'm there for the one person that's looking for hope, you know? And I know there's a lot looking for hope because I've worked with hundreds and hundreds Mm -hmm. and hundreds of them. Uh, before we close, if you're one of those, feel free to reach out. That's what I do. You know, if this wasn't enough to answer your questions, contact me. We'll talk. I'll get your answers for you.
0: What is the best way to contact you, Joe?
1: You can reach me by email, CE4 President at Yahoo.com. C E the number four president at yahoo.com.
0: And you can go to his website. It's uh, actually, you know what? Let me
1: it's CE4research.com. It'll take you there. Yeah, why
0: am I on this page? I thought I had it. No, open.
1: because it's under a different. Oh, is it it? under a different URL.
0: Got gotcha. Okay. So ce4research.com, guys, go to there, yep. check it out. That, if, yeah. If that's you don't a
1: redirect, that I can put it on any any one I want. Gotcha. So it it goes right to the book page. Excellent. Everything's there.
0: Yeah, pick up the book, guys. Uh, Piercing the cosmic veil, right here. Let me uh, flip my screen back. See if I can get this in the camera. Right there, got my copy. Thank you, Joe. You sent a bunch of them out to me. I appreciate. It. Yeah. I sent a, I sent a bunch of them out to some of the listeners. That's what it's for. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, great book, and the testimonies. I've been reading the testimonies; those were really yeah. good. In fact, I, I wanted to get to one tonight, but there's just not enough time. But that was uh, that's something I think next time I'd like to go into a couple more of those testimonies because I think that shows that shows the mindset of the person before and after. Yes, and it and it, and it proves that. This, you know, and I hate using the word technique, <laughs> but using the name of Jesus Christ executes the plan perfectly every time. And there's no doubt. You get, you just get rid of these pests. Uh, also, you guys can check out his YouTube channel. Let me throw that up here for you. CE4 Research. Oh, my eyes at night get so bad. Okay, here we go. Yep, CE4 Research. Lots of great videos on here. I think I've watched most of them um you know what joe i meant to ask you if you want um do you want copies of these shows because i can i don't I'm, I oh, think... i'd
1: love to i'd like to put okay. them on my youtube channel. okay
0: i think i can uh I, I got that uh what do they call that F- media fire or something like that where you can drop big files down
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i can send it via that and then you can yeah upload them to your channel or whatever you want to do with them
1: sure i'd love to thank you okay
0: yeah perfect yeah i, I should have done that last time i think we talked about it and i forgot so, yeah, I'll definitely look and I'll, I'll work on that tomorrow. Um, any final words?
1: Um, yeah, there's hope. If you're looking for hope, there is hope. And these testimonies are evidence that that hope is real. That's the whole thing that I've been doing for 30 years. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. There is a definite hope for this experience, that it can be terminated. Contact me. Let me know.
0: Yeah, if you guys know anybody that's going through this, I know this is. I would guess that most of these people stay pretty private with it because they think you know people are gonna think I'm nuts. They Um, do, but I don't
1: put their whole names out there on the testimonies unless they ask me to. Mm -hmm. I can keep an anonymity if you ask. I don't even need to put your name on it. I'll make up one. You can help me. (laughs) It's not about that. It's knowing that the testimonies are real. It's knowing that somebody else can look at it one of many and one of them is going to be wow that's me or that's how i am now but they were that way they've gotten to where they've stopped it but they're saying my testimony that's when you know that they can be helped Mm -hmm. okay every testimony is different but one of them is going to be for that one person looking for answers And it could be your testimony of hope that helps that other person get free. So if you are one of those testimonies, reach out to me. Give me the ability to post it out there with the rest of them so that everybody has an opportunity to find the one that will let the Lord speak to them through.
0: Amen. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Rumble, Twitter, and of course the foxhole. Oh, let me release the gold pills for you i always forget to do that okay they are released get yourself some gold pills guys thank you so much for the donations tonight uh thanks for all the there were some good questions in the chat good good uh, comments appreciate that you know joe next time we should do like maybe like a a little call-in segment see if anybody wants to call in and ask us some questions if you don't mind sure i'd love to yeah that'd be fun so all right well have a good night all Uh, have a great rest of your weekend and we will talk to you next time take care
1: All
3: right, take care, everybody. You're still here? It's over. Go home.
2: Go.